utilities are buried. Help keep our neighborhoods safe from utility accidents. Go to digsafe.com for more information and call 888-DIGSAFE or 811 before you dig. It's smart, it's free, and it's the law. Looking for a great place in the Metro West area to hang out with family and friends? Look no further. Check out Johnny Ray's Sports Bar, Restaurant, and Lounge on Route 62 in Maynard. Johnny Ray's is a fantastic spot to watch games, enjoy top-notch food at reasonable prices, and live Las Vegas-style entertainment all under one roof. It's the all-new Johnny Ray's, formerly JoJo's West, on 86 Potter Mill Road, Route 62 in Maynard. Johnny Ray's features live bands, karaoke DJs, poker tournaments, comedy shows, and weekly performances by Johnny Ray, including Sinatra Sundays. Check out Johnny Ray's Maynard. Get in on the ground floor of our new show, The Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority reaches a strong audience of educated consumers with disposable incomes. We will tailor a commercial to fit your needs from post-production to the finished product. Email us at ads at thecigarauthority.com. That's ads at thecigarauthority.com. Get in on our team and team up with The Cigar Authority. The following is a sponsored program. The views and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WWZ and Boston 1510 The Zone or its management. Live from a cigar store near you, it's the Cigar Authority with your host, Tommy Grella. Okay, folks, the guy in front of you is Tommy. Tommy is a Scorpio. He likes biking and he's never been laid. Chuck Morrison. He's a really nice guy, you know, but I'm pretty sure that he is a serial murderer. <laughs> and the worldwide authority on everything cigar. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. David Garofalo. This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. This is the Cigar Authority. And welcome to the Cigar Authority. This is Tommy Gorella here flying a solo ship today. No David Garofalo, but we have Arturo... Fuente. No, I wish. Arturo Fuente. We have uh, a good friend, Arthur Richter, here today. How are you doing, Arthur? Doing well, thank you. Great doing really you. well? We have uh, Arthur's good friend of mine. He's been uh, a big cigar guy for a long time, and he's filling in for Dave, who is at the IPCPR. That's the International Premium Cigar and Pipe Retailers Show. In uh, This year, it's it's in Louisiana. He's in New Orleans. And actually, he's on a plane on his way back, so we'll, we'll have a we have a tape clip uh, of him later on. We are the Cigar Authority. Again, I'm Tommy Grella. We're here live at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, as we are every single Saturday on here live from 12 to 2. And let me give you our phone number to start. It's 617-237-1234. You can call us. We're live. We're happy to take your questions. We want to hear what you're smoking, especially after the IPCPR. We're going to talk about a lot of new products that came out, um, some new things to expect, whose, whose booth was big, whose booth wasn't so big, what new, what new products are out, who got what awards. And uh, unfortunately, we have a fallen soldier that we'll tell you about, too, in the cigar industry, right? That's right. So uh, so let me say hello to our affiliates, WWZN 1510 The Zone in Boston, WARL 1320 Positive Energy in Providence, WGAM 1250 ESPN Radio in Nashua, and WGHM 900 The Game in Manchester. As always, you can always listen to us on thecigarauthority.com, ustream.net, and we're podcasted on podbean.com as well. All right. Let's smoke. Arthur, what do we got here? This is the Ernesto Carrillo. Um, who, which, which is who? 
Ernesto Carrillo was La Gloria for many years. Of course, sold the company. La Gloria Cubana. La Gloria Cubana. Yeah. And has now gone off on his own. And today we are going to try uh, some of his new cigars. Yeah, he's got he's got the Ernesto um, Ernesto Carrillo regular line. E.P. Carrillo Products is the name of the cigars. It's epcarrillo.com if you want to check them out, although they don't have a heck of a lot yet. They came out with a special edition, an inaugural edition 2009, and they came out with um, a, a 2010 um, special edition as well. In between there, they had something called Short Run. So everything that Carrillo's re- released thus far in this label is his, are, have been uh, very special lines. Okay, like single runs. This is his, this is the first time they've released the regular, going to be all the time, same Carrillo. This is the new one. This is the new one. I'm smoking what looks like to be a torpedo, and it looks a heck of a lot like a Monty Number no. Two. Yes, it does. Don't you think? It absolutely does. I love the Monty. Do you like Monty Number no. Two? Of course twos? I do. We're talking when, about the Monte Cristo Cuban Number no. Two. When you can get the real deal. Yeah. When when you know you've got the real <laughs> Number Two in your hand. Yeah. How sure. many? How many? Of, of how many Monte Cristo number twos you think are, are authentic? Probably 10% of what right. people see out there. Right, 10% that's what I'm saying. At best. If you, if you see a Monte Cristo number two Cuban cigar, it's probably not. It's probably a counterfeit. It's probably a counterfeit. Absolutely. But this looks very much like that. Which one are you smoking? I am smoking, uh, I would say it's a Corona size. Yeah, that does look like a Corona. That's a big one. Yeah. And we got Chuck on the soundboard smoking a, uh, a Corona size, apparently. And I'm going to... Give mine a pre-taste, pre-like taste, and tell you what I think. Kind of light tasting thus far. We're using the Paleo Cutters, which we like to use a lot. And, you know, they won Accessory of the Year. Paleo is a great cutter. It is a I've great cutter. I've had one sitting on the Alanai for, for years now. <laughs> on the Lanai. It, it's, it's always nice and sharp. Uh, it's easy enough to, to clean up if you need to. If the blade gets a little oily, a little bit of uh, hot water, it cleans up nice, and it just stays very sharp. Always does a great job. You know they were a surgical company originally? I didn't know that. Yeah, they no. made surgical instruments, and somebody over there is a cigar guy, and they came out with this Paleo cutter. Um, on the lanai, what's a lanai? What's a lanai? Tell people. I mean, they don't know. What's, what's a, lanai? a lanai? A lanai is where I sit in Honolulu and stare uh, at the ocean uh, on many afternoons <laughs> smoking great cigars from two guys. <laughs> you could get two guys up in up in uh, Honolulu. Sure. You stop here on the way to the airport. <laughs> you fill up a big bag of cigars and you take them with you. And you bring. You know, those of you who don't know, Arthur and I have been friends for a long time. Probably going on what, like 14 years, something like that. At least. Yeah, at least, at least 14, 14 years. years. And Arthur, being the great guy that he is, when he is in Honolulu, sitting on the lanai having a cigar, <laughs> yeah, you, you, I'm going to tell him. His favorite thing to do is pour himself a really nice glass of wine, light up a beautiful cigar, and call me and break my chops. And he especially enjoys doing this in the middle. Of the middle of the winter. Well, so that I can let you know that I'm okay and to check and see how you're doing yeah, back here in yeah, the snow. That's what and <laughs> what's gotten better in the last year or two with uh, cell phone cameras and things, now I can take a picture of that drink with the cigar in the ashtray and just text it out to yeah. you so that you know I'm okay. Yeah. You're a giver, Arthur. You really... I, I try to be. <laughs> Yeah, he loves to do that. He loves to sit on the lanai in the sun in Honolulu and give me a call and say, "Oh, I just lit up an Opus X and I and I opened up a bottle of uh, I don't know what do you open up all the time? Silver Oak. I'm having a nice glass of Silver Oak and an Opus X. I just wanted to see how you're doing over there. How's the snow removal, Tommy? What a jerk. And the thing is, is once in a while, Arthur will he's got a plow truck. If we have a bad storm, he'll come to the house and plow me unannounced. Well, if he's in Honolulu. 
I got to break out the old shovel. You don't shovel. think I'm a jerk that day, though, do you? <laughs> the day I come by with the plow or the front end loader. Yeah, but you tend you know? to do it in the middle of a storm, so I got to break out the old shovel. Sure. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Oh, you're the one who had two girls. Should have had, <laughs> had a third child. You need a boy to do oh, the job. Oh, absolutely. So I'm getting my initial take. You know what? The, just like Amani number two, guess what? little tight draw. Oh, that's another problem with Cuban cigars. Mm-hmm. More often tight than uh, a good draw. Much more often. That's how you like them, though, tight, right? <laughs> oh, here we go. Didn't take long. We've turned the corner already. We're only two minutes into the show, and, and we're off. Uh, of the many things that makes Arthur an official cigar guy, and trust me, he is an official real-deal cigar guy. You can ask him any question, like Marissa Tomei in My Cousin Vinny. Are you sure you're an expert on vehicle? <laughs> I am sure that you would be more than satisfied if you ask him any question about cigars. One of my favorite movies, by the way. Oh, yeah, One absolutely. One of my absolute favorite movies. And my clock is ticking Biological like this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that single-piece outfit with the with the flowers. Oh, yes. my God. She's so smoking hot in that movie. Yeah, I like him outside the pool hall. Joe Pesci with the option A and option B. <laughs> I'm going with option B. I'm going to go with option B. <laughs> <laughs> Do what? <laughs> Do youths. The yeah, two youths. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. But he is, Arthur is truly uh, a cigar guy. And just to give you proof, first, you've been smoking cigars for how long? I was thinking about this a few minutes ago. It's 35 years. 35 years yes. you've been smoking premium tobacco. And I know I don't tobacco. even know 35 years old. No. But it, no, no, yeah. no, it wasn't always premium tobacco. When I was 18 and 19 years old driving a plow truck, I was smoking drugstore cigars, just getting acquainted with them. Yeah. And it, it's been a real process. And once two guys came to Salem, New Hampshire, and I was able to start buying premium cigars, it was just a progression over the years that took me from inexpensive cigars to some of the more... Uh, finer cigars that are available today, and my taste has developed. Now, you know what? When I think of you and think of cigars, I always think of the double Chateau Maduro. That was my first premium cigar. I thought it was the best cigar in the world at the time. You I smoked became, a ton of them. I did. Became a big Fuente fan. Yeah. Uh, smoked a lot of the Hemingway series cigars over the years, and of course, eventually the Opus X and the Diamond Crown. Now, they're Dominican cigars. Is that what got you to marry a Dominican lady? I think that had a lot to do with it, yes. <laughs> It might have been the fact that the Dominican lady didn't object to my smoking. Ah, yeah, that's that, certainly that not a, been fa- a big part of that's it. That's a nice fact. Yeah, yeah you, well, you have a nice cigar room in your house. I mean, you're I allowed do. to have that with your wife, which is fantastic. Yes. And my wife enjoys cigars, and is truly an aficionado. Well, what is, now, what does Anna smoke? Anna still enjoys most of the Hemingway series cigars, yeah. particularly the signature, yeah. the between the lines when they're available, <laughs> and the short stories when there isn't a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> so. And and you still smoke Fuente stuff? I do. Not near as much as I used to. I think the entire industry has progressed so much. Cigar making today is absolutely scientific, I think. You've been to the factories. Mm-hmm. As you uh, as you have. As I have, uh, which everyone should do if they get the opportunity. Mm. And I think there are tremendous cigars coming from not only the Dominican Republic, but from Central America as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Incidentally, we're here um, smoking the E.P. Carrillo. That's uh, the regular Carrillo line that was just released at the IPCPR, and we're lucky enough to have this because Dave, who's not with us this week, is actually on a plane right now on his way home from New Orleans, 
um, from the show, and we're going to listen to uh, a clip from him later on telling us the things that he saw. But the Carrillo cigar was just made available at the show, and that's how we got it. Um, that's described by them as a medium to full-bodied cigar. It's an Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper, Nicaraguan binder, and Nicaraguan and Dominican filler. And um, they have their factories actually in Nicaragua, Dominican Republic, and... Um, where's the other one? No, Nicaragua and Dominican Republic. So I'm, I'm not sure exactly where this is made, but it comes in several different sizes, and the retails for between six and nine dollars a stick. And I have to say, I having smoked the uh, Ernesto Carrillo short run, which I think we did here on the show, this this particular cigar is stronger. Wouldn't you call this a, a pretty full-bodied cigar? I'd say medium to full anyway. Medium. I like this cigar, Medium. by the way, Tommy. You I'm like a newbie to cigars, but I'm getting into yeah. it. This is probably my favorite that I've had since being on the show for what the fourth week now. So, mm-hmm. this is uh, this is my favorite. I like this a lot. This is, I'm going to describe this as as having um, s- some pretty rich smoke, lejero in the nose, which when you when you pull the smoke into your mouth, as some of the smoke comes up through your nose, you get like a little tickle in your nose, and that typically comes from Lajero, and a little bit of spice. That's what I'm getting so Small far. Small amount of spice, I'm finding. What are you getting for any taste on this? Let's, I, I'm trying to think of what I would say it, it's like. It's definitely got a tight draw reminding me of the money number two as much as the the, the size looks like too. Mine is slightly tight, not, not over tight, maybe a little tighter than I'd like it to be. Um, I am finding a little bit of spice on the edge of the tongue, mm-hmm. but I don't really find it to be full-bodied. Definitely no? more medium-bodied to me. I'm going to say medium, medium plus. Not full. And it's got a little bit, I'm getting a little bit of, like, bitter cherry. Like cassis? Like cassis. Like cassis. That's what I'm getting here. What are you getting? Interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm not finding that. I'm just finding it more medium-bodied. Uh, like I say, a little spice on the edge of the tongue, but I'm not finding any distinctive character. Um. I'm not sure what I would liken this to. It's definitely got maybe like a, like a, a premium, a higher-end Perdomo. Maybe if I smoked a higher-end Perdomo and I liked that kind of taste, I would go to something like this. Um, if I liked, although it's very different, if I liked Tatuaje, I might go to something like this. Um, I'm trying to think of some other cigars that, that are like this. It's, it's definitely a spicier cigar. It's definitely got plenty of flavor. Uh, it almost seems a little bit dry. If I have one criticism, I'd, I'd rather a little bit more, more sourness, bring, you know, making my palate salivate a little bit. Sure. But uh, other than that, so far, I think this is a fantastic yeah, little cigar. It's a, it's a very good cigar. It's a very good cigar. For me, though, I do find it to be a, a little lighter. If you're a full-bodied cigar smoker. Yeah. I'm not sure. Well, you're early in the day, so you can handle it now, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, all right. Absolutely. Now, what do you, what do you, you've been smoking long enough. You remember Ernie Carrillo came out with La Gloria Cubana. That was his big. Yes. That was his big to do. What, did you smoke those at the time? I did smoke some La Gloria Cubanas. I think in that day I was perhaps really uh, deep into the Fuente products, but the trunk selection that was available. Oh, yeah. Remember when he did that? Was just. Off the chart. Yeah, what they did was uh, La Gloria Cubana had a special showing. Only certain stores in the country where they would do a special dinner, going from store to store, and make these four different cigars available 
for the purchase on that one night only. And they were very, very limited production. I don't even remember. It was like... Very small production. Yeah, like 2,000 boxes or something like that. It was incredibly small production. You had to go to this cigar dinner called the Trunk Sale, and you were you, these cigars were made available to you on that evening only, and then and that, that was it. And actually, Dave still has some of those around, but th- those were fantastic. Was Did Creo make those at the time? I believe he did. Yeah, he did. And I smoked one with David just uh, perhaps a month or so ago oh, up at really? his office. And yeah. he, he pulled out. They were great. Yeah. Those, Still a very, very good cigar. Those are great. But Carrillo is definitely a, he is, a, I won't say a legend, but he's absolutely very, very well respected in the cigar manufacturing yeah, industry. He, he made La Gloria Cubana as popular as it became, don't you think? Without a doubt. And I think you'll see the same thing happen with E.P. Carrillo. If oh, he yeah. continues along this path, he's going to have a, a selection of tremendous cigars. Mm-hmm. So, talking about the cigar show a little bit, we got um, we got another couple of cigars that we're going to talk about that came out at the IPCPR. But a couple of interesting releases was um, the Berlin Wall. Yeah, the Berlin Wall. There's a cigar company, Hammer and Sickle. Our friends uh, Eric Hansen and Victor Vitali over yeah. at Hammer and Sickle. They um, they actually had a piece of the Berlin Wall on display. I, I saw a photo of it. Isn't that yeah, unbelievable? Incredible. Yeah, as a matter of fact, if you want to go online and check out Hammer and Sickle Cigars on, on Facebook, they actually have uh, a couple of pictures of the piece of the Berlin Wall. Apparently there was an artist, a German artist on obviously the bad side of the wall, who in the middle of the night would go and spray paint for like three minutes at a time and then have to go into hiding so that he wasn't caught with the spotlights that went from side to side. And they, one of this artist, who's now famous as a result of the Berlin Wall, um, this one particular piece, it's like a, a blue face. I don't know how else to describe it. They had that at the Hammer and Sickle booth, and, and of course they had Hammer and Sickle Vodka. We would have liked that booth. Yes, oh, of course yeah. we would have. Because yeah, that's our kind of booth. nothing you can't like about Hammer and Sickle Vodka. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely love I, Everybody's a Grey Goose guy. I've I, I got to tell you, I I'm prefer not. the Hammer and Sickle. Yeah. I do. They've done a great, great job with hammer and sickle. I find if you're a vodka drinker, you could pour that in a glass warm and sip it. I have. Perfectly fine. I have. Perfectly fine. Of course, people. Some some people think I have a problem doing that. <laughs> well, but there might it might be because I wasn't going to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> I do like yeah. I do like that. They came out with a cigar. Hammer and sickle came out with the Berlin Wall, and I believe hammer and sickle also came out with uh, hammer and sickle Maduro. I have not seen that yet. Yeah, they came out with that as well. So the Hammer and Sickle Maduro hit hit the streets. Um, what else did we have that, that hit the streets during the show? You got that stuff in front of you? I'm sure I do. What do you got? I'd have to put my glasses on so I could tell you. Tommy, how big of a piece of a wall are we talking here at the, at the display? I don't exactly know how, how, high was, how wide was that piece of wall. About six feet wide, and it was about... 15 feet high. That's a good size. And and remember, they had to take off the piece and you know and save it, and then ship it. Yeah. From Berlin. Yeah, it took hours just to get the. How much do you think that thing weighed? Like a ton, maybe at, at least. Well, I can tell you, I just grabbed bags of concrete, and a 50-pound bag is not very large-looking. It's concrete weighs much more yeah. than you think it does. Just very, to look very at very dense it. product. It's incredible. Yeah. You're thinking about this piece of the wall too. And Eric Hansen having it there at the show is very symbolic of not only the passion of that artist, right. who every three minutes ran at night to paint and certainly spent many nights doing that. Yeah. And what Eric has done, both with the vodka 
and with the cigars. His, right. His passion. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's very symbolic of what he's doing. Yeah, Eric is one of the guys out there. He, he He's genuine. Uh, you know, if you talk to him, um, to be honest, and I really like Eric, people don't necessarily know that about him right away. Um, because he's, he, I think because he's articulate and so he, he comes off as maybe he's um, snooty. And he's not even remotely snooty. He's incredibly approachable. But he's very, very genuine. He really is, if you get to know him as well as I have. Um, he, he really does love the product and all he's trying to do is make a great product. He, he believes in being, you know, in being authentic. And he'll talk about that if you get to know him. He's, he really is authentic. So what cigars um, did you, do you have there that were released? The uh, the J C Newman came out. We we did the, the brick, new brick house. Right. We did that the other week, which oh. that came out. Papin Garcia. Yeah. There's something to talk about. Um, certainly one of the guys who's revolutionized modern day cigars. Oh, absolutely. Premium and, cigars. And by the way, a rags to riches story. Yes. Papin yeah. Garcia came from nothing from Cuba. I mean nothing. And he worked for other manufacturers, and now he's like the guy in cigardom, right? Absolutely. Tremendously respected. Yeah. You might remember a dinner several months ago when Jose Blanco was here. Yes, I do and remember that. One of the, the greatest things he said that night was a compliment that he gave to Papin, one of his competitors. I remember that. Saying that he's created a situation where we've all had to step it up. We need to get into the uh, the new decade of cigars and and get producing things that are satisfying people and taking it to the next level from where it's been and i think papine has done that recently with the blue label right i've always been a big blue label guy i just love that magnate cigar very spicy very well constructed cigar but i noticed a change in it uh probably six or eight ten months ago i noticed that it was changing wasn't quite as spicy as it had been and had kind of stepped away from it but now and that got an award. It did. It recently got an award. At the at the IPCPR, the European Cigar Journal, uh, gave the My Father Limited Edition Toro uh, Cigar um, an award for, I'm not sure exactly which award they, it got, but I know that it did receive an award uh, from the European Cigar Journal, which, you know, they announced their awards here at the uh, at the IPCPR just this week. Right. Now, if you are a Papine Blue Label guy, and yeah. you're finding the cigar is not quite what it used to be. Yeah. And crops change. Right, and right. Blend, and it creates a change in the blend. Right. What you've got to do is try the new My Father Le Bijou. Oh, yeah. Um, I've Which is awesome. a half a dozen of them in uh, the last week, and it's got papine written all over it. It's a signature papine cigar. It's got that spice. If you're someone who likes a spicy cigar. So you think the blue labels become that pretty much? I think to a great extent it's the same cigar. little variation in the blend, perhaps. Yeah. But... That satisfies me the way the, the blue label previously did. Oh, well, there did. you go. I mean, you hear it on the Cigar Authority. You're, re- you're really a cigar guy. All right, so we're going to go to break here in a second. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. Mr. Jonathan, IsMyDJ.com is your one-stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. We do everything from TV to radio and weddings to backyard barbecues. Whether you are planning a small, intimate gathering or a huge 4,000-person event, we will tailor a package to fit your needs. Reach me at info at MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com or by phone 603-475-1391. Hi, this is David Garofalo from the Cigar Authority. I would like to invite you to visit one of my Two Guys Smoke Shops. Two Guys is the largest cigar retailer in the world, and I'm very proud of that. It's Stogie Heaven. 
Two guys is conveniently located off exit one on Route 93, 95, and Route 3 in Salem, Nashua, and Seabrook, New Hampshire. You see, no cigar tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have put three glorious cigar shops right over the border for your convenience. Take the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in Tax-Free New Hampshire, or find us on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. We ship cigars anywhere, and single cigars too. Two Guys Smoke Shop, it's stogie heaven. Get in on the ground floor of our new show, The Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority reaches a strong audience of educated consumers with disposable incomes. We will tailor a commercial to fit your needs from post-production to the finished product. Email us at ads at thecigarauthority.com. That's ads at thecigarauthority.com. Get in on our team and team up with the Cigar Authority. White Birch Brewing is the home of finely crafted small batch beers. My friend, owner and operator Bill Herlicka's goal is to brew great beer for the beer enthusiast. Let me tell you from experience, folks, this guy is all about quality. White Birch Brewing is a two-barrel brewery located in Hookset, New Hampshire that takes an artisan approach to brewing. Bill releases unique interpretations of Belgian styles, barley wines, imperial stouts, and wild ales. Each batch is bottle conditioned and aged at the brewery. It's a slow process, but one they wouldn't trade for anything. Ask your local retailer for White Birch beers or go to whitebirchbrewing.com. Our friends at White Birch Brewing are as passionate about beer as the Cigar Authority is about... Food? No. Cigars. Cigars. Yeah, that makes sense. Grella Financial is a multi-generational, wholly independent financial planning firm. Family owned and operated, all of their clients are treated like extensions of their family. They'll take the time to find out what is truly important to you for making great financial decisions. Unlike working with larger firms and talking to voicemail, you are assured to talk with Tom Sr., Tom Jr., Joanne, or Bridget Grella every time. Going through a divorce, selling a business, inheriting money, or about to retire? Consider calling the Grella family at 800-752-7235 or visit them on the web at grellafinancial.com. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Hey, Sammy B here, Sammy B's Custom Carpentry. Foundation to finish and everything in between. Find a job I can't do. I dare you. At Sammy B's Custom Carpentry, I build everything myself. So you know it's American-made and built to last. I don't subcontract. I'm committed to getting the job, and I'm committed to finishing the job personally. Call for a brochure and references, 603-553-2345. If you can dream it, I can build it. Sammy B's, 603-553-2345. And we're back. This is Tommy Grella live at the Cigar Authority in Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. We are the Cigar Authority, and we do not have Dave Garofalo with us today because he's on a plane coming back from the IPCPR in New Orleans, which is the big cigar and, and um, premium, premium tobacco and pipe show every year. And I'm here with Arthur Richter, fellow cigar lover, cigar aficionado, and uh, goatee wearer. Yes. What, <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> yes. It's a goatee. You didn't discover that today, did you? No. Oh. No, I've seen that before. Our number here is 617-237-1234. Give us a call live. Tell us what you're smoking. Tell us what you like. And uh, ask us for suggestions, and we're happy to give that to you. We're talking about the International Premium Cigar and Pipe Retailers 
um, show, which j- just happened this week in, in New Orleans, and some things that have happened, and some new products that have come out, including the uh, the awards from the European Cigar Journal, which gave off several awards, including um, the Blue Label, which we were just talking about. Yes. Which is the uh, Pepin Blue Label, and you were saying that the Pepin Blue Label. I think it's changed. I was a magnate smoker, as I said, for a long time because I love a spicy cigar. Yeah. And I found that it had lost some of the spice and the blend had varied a little bit. Yeah. It was still a very good smoking cigar. Yeah. just wasn't my taste. And now the Lourbijou has come out in the My Father line. Right. And I think it's really replaced that. Um, really? Slight variation in the so blend, you're maybe. Saying, but, but the My Father's a little more money. Yes. <laughs> well... <laughs> Well, the truth comes out. The Perhaps, Cigar Authority, uh, we're going to tell you the truth. It's better to uh, change the band when yeah. you're going to increase the price like that. I thought it was underpriced. Uh, as the blue label. As the blue label. Yeah. I don't disagree with you. I think that the blue label was fantastic like that. I, I see the same thing. It's not quite as good as it was maybe a year ago, yeah. but I do love the My Father. I'm, Absolutely. I didn't smoke as many of them to be able to tell if the blend was that close, but... According to you, the blend was that close. I, I think it is very close. It's not exact, but I think it's very close. Well, you can't make a gazillion different blends in a factory. You know who once said that to me? Saka was explaining that to me. Our friend Steve Saka over at Drew Estate. And uh, they had quite a booth this year, which we'll talk about. But Steve Saka said, look, if you're in a factory, the fa- these factories can't blend 20 different blends. they got five or six blends. That's it. That's as much as you can really keep a handle on and keep sure. in, you know, and in charge of. You're working with a project that has a natu- a product that has a natural variation to it. Right. Right. No, because no two crops are alike. No. I mean, the, you got the, the variation in plants. Just to cover this for a second, we won't get too much into tobacco, but you have the different kinds of plants, different kinds of leaves that they are. Then you have the maturity of the leaves. Are they Maduro or not? Then you have whether or not those plants are grown in the sun if they're sun-grown or shade-grown. Then you have the country of origin, what country they were grown in. Then you have what year they were grown in, what farm they were grown in, what area. Because, for example, we talk about Nicaraguan tobacco being so great right now, there's a huge difference between Jalapa Valley and what's grown in, um, what is it? Um, where is it that we went to Nicaragua, Nick's, Nick's factory? I wasn't on that uh, trip to Nick. Uh, I forget the name of the town now. Esteli. Esteli. Okay. It's Esteli tobacco is very different than Jalapa tobacco. Different climates. Different climates. Very different climates. It's crazy because you're only, uh, you know, by by way the crow flies a couple hours away, right? Um, by way of driving in Nicaragua, you're about eight hours away. Of <laughs> <laughs> harrowing ride. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you, you might liken it to wine, where crops right. from Washington State. Uh, perhaps you find some great Pinot Noirs, and you're in Napa Valley, and you're looking at Cabernet. Right. They're two right. very different climates. Humongous difference. But, you know, unlike wines, though, cigars aren't, at least until now, La, La Verite, uh, is it La Verite? Yeah, La Verite by um, Pete Johnson, which is made by Pepin as well. He's the, he's the first one to come out with a vintage selection which is available right now and probably not going to be available ever again. But he came out with the 2010 La Verite, which means the truth. Yes. And that just came out, and that's the first time we actually had a vintage because when you buy a cigar, it's not like they tell you, oh, it's from this crop. So they got to try and make that cigar the same from year to year to year that's with different challenge. crops. That's the challenge. That's the challenge. Speaking about the truth, you want to, you want to hear something good? Sure. Patagas 150. You know that cigar, right? Yes, I do. Miraculously, so, <laughs> you ready for this? Miraculously, they found a whole bunch of Partagas 150s, which was 
an unbelievable cigar released, what, 15 years ago? At least. They yeah. found a few thousand um, of the original Partygas 150s, and they made them available for sale at the show. And they've been in the boxes rolled somewhere for yeah, 15 they, years? Apparently, they closed. Uh, they put them in a room, closed the room, forgot that they were there, and 15 years now later, they're offering them for a few thousand dollars a box. Great marketing. <laughs> Great marketing. I think they found some old labels. That's what I think. Perhaps. I don't think they found some old cigars. What do you think about cigars that have aged for that period of time? Uh, well, that's a great question. I'm glad you're going to ask that question. Because to, it's like wine to me, okay? To have a cigar that's going to age, you have to start with, first of all, you have to start with a great product. Okay? You're not, a, a crappy cigar is not going to age to a beautiful cigar. It's only going to be as good as it starts. The other thing is, you got to start with something that has some body to it. Okay? The stronger the cigar, to me, the better it ages. Because a cigar gets milder and mellower and more complex as it ages. Absolutely. Right? My experience, you know, I'm a big Opus guy. Yes. Opus X. Yeah. Absolutely love them. But I found a big change recently in the Opus X. Each year they release three, maybe four times. Mm -hmm. I've always bought whatever I could buy, and I actually date them and put them into the humidor. I've done the same thing. Sm right. Smoke one that day. Yeah. See what you think of it. Never like them. Going back, well, five or six years ago, I did. I when they first them. came out. When they first came out, I yeah. did like them the first day. Yeah. And then I found it took some aging. But I found within the last couple of years that if I go back and smoke what I bought in 2005, yeah. it was extremely mellow. It was still an opus, right. but it was extremely mellow. And my discovery is that at about the three-year mark is when you want to smoke them. They've still got plenty of punch, but they are mature and smoke tremendously. I'm, I'm going to disagree with you because I think I like them to be even a little bit more mellow. I like them more at like four or five years. I've actually had recently our friend Nick, Nick Forgione, he gave me an original Opus, which was 92. 92 was, uh, well, 92 was the vintage. I believe it came out in 95, right? First release. First yes. release was 95. 92 was the vintage of the tobacco. And I recently smoked one, and it was phenomenal. But it was quite a bit more mellow, as you pointed out. If you like them spicier, you're going to want to release them a little earlier. Right at about the 3 a.m. By the way, this cigar that we're smoking right now, the E.P. Carrillo, this would benefit from a little bit of age. I, I believe it would. I believe it would. I believe it can stand up. It's got the strength where it can stand up to it. Don't you think? I do. But you can you can taste in the cigar that it is a little young. Yeah, right. you can. You could definitely taste. It's a little. I would call it a little green. Is the word I would mm -hmm. use. When you, I know you have a really good big humidor, Arthur. And and I, I've talked about aging them. Tell, tell our cigar authority listeners how you age your cigars. Date them, in the humidor. Keep them properly humidified. In their original boxes. It, oh, absolutely. Okay. See, that, that's absolutely. what I'm saying. Yeah. In their original boxes, in the wrappers. Oh, you keep the cellos on. I do. Now, see, I don't agree with you on that one. I prefer them decellate, although you you always inevitably end up with more damage. Yes, and that's why. Initially, years ago, I did take them all out of the cellophane. Okay. And had a horrific experience at one point with my humidor. What happened? And got some cigar beetles. Did you really? I did. From uh, what? Did you ever discover where they started from? No, I didn't. And, of course, you know the lava's in every cigar, so it could show up there at any time if a cigar's been at a high temperature for a number of days. Now, what he's talking about is, is there's a particular kind of beetle that just naturally grows on tobacco plants, lays their eggs, and the eggs lay dormant until which time that they can be revived 
uh, as a result of warm temperature. And when that happens, the larvae hatches, hatch within the cigar because they're, they're naturally in the cigar, and the beetle burrows its way out, and you'll end up with these pinholes, perfect little pinholes through your cigars. The reason why they cellophane them is if you have beetles hatching one or two cigars, the beetles then go, go in and make holes in the rest of your cigars. Exactly. They don't travel throughout your humidor. Right. So this, now, you know what some of the manufacturers done? You've seen this with me. Yes. They freeze them. And that's what I did when I had the problem. You had to freeze I your cigars. About 2,000 cigars. Oh, ouch. Over a period of days and then reacclimated them to yeah. the refrigerator, but then needed to freeze the humidor because I because felt the that Beatles, yes. the Beatles could be in there. Unfortunately, it was wintertime, and I put the humidor outside for the a few days. The big one that you've donated to me? The big one that is oh. now at your house. Thank you. And uh, it cured the problem, and I've never experienced it again. But since then, I have left everything in the cellophane. Do you agree, though, if you if you have the uh, confidence that your cigars will be okay, that they will age better without the cello on them? Yes, certainly. But the, you can't have a lot of confidence. If you want perfect confidence, I guess, when you buy a box of cigars in a perfect world, right, take them, put them in your freezer yes. for a couple of weeks, and then reacclimate them. In other words, bring them up to temperature slowly. Now you could take off the cellophane and you could be confident yes. that those will be fine. But some of the manufacturers, and I've actually been in, in manufacturers in both Honduras and Nicaragua that do this, they actually have huge walk-in freezers, which if you've ever been in Nicaragua, Honduras, it, it's when you're touring the factories, it's a pleasure to visit the freezers yes, because yes. It's, so, it's so hot over there and nobody has air conditioning. So you, get, you walk into the freezers and they, they actually, right before they ship them in their boxes, they put them in the freezer for like 30 days, and this is supposed to kill the eggs so that Anything the beetles don't hatch. But not everybody does that, and that, you know that's where you have the problem. But age, going back to aging cigars, the best way to age a cigar is whether you believe in the cellophane or not. We, we talked about that and, and whether or not you can put them in the freezer. The best thing to do is... Uh, is age them in the original boxes because the tobacco is all the same from the same plants from the same manufacturer and they actually mellow into each other That's if you have a whole bunch of cigars in a box all touching one another that are all different manufacturers you lose the original flavor of, of each of the cigars and they kind of that would blend be into each other that is one slight concern with everything everything out of the cellophane if they're not segregated or if you put a few flavored cigars in that humidor for oh, some reason. Please say no. You won't find any in mine. No. Um, but flavored cigars like the flavored family, coffee to me. Yes. But that taste will it permeate. Yes. It'll go throughout. You'll, you'll find it in the other cigars. I'll tell you the other thing I don't like. You know when they wrap a cigar in cedar, yes. like a lot of the Fuentes do? I don't like them aged with the cedar. Really? No. I think the cedar ruins the tobacco over a long period of time. I prefer to take the cedar off. I've never done that. I've always left the cedar on. You left the cedar on. I think it gets... The double chateaus. Yeah. <laughs> it overwhelmingly becomes cedary to me. So uh, what's our what's our cigar authority decision on this Carrillo? I like this cigar. Yeah. I think it does need a little bit of time, but I think it'll age well. Mm-hmm. Um, burning very well. A little tight on the draw. For the price, I'll go back to it. Yes. You know what the problem is? There's so much competition in the eight and nine dollar range and the bigger size of the Corona at six bucks. Okay, that's you know there's less competition there, but in the eight nine dollar range, there's so much competitiveness right now. There's a lot of cigars out there that that are commanding my dollar. A lot of great great cigars. That's that's what would you smoke in six to nine dollar range instead of this, or if you were looking for this kind of flavor? In the six to nine dollar range, um, the Pensado, 
might Ooh, be a little, might be a little above Bradley. the nine dollars. I'm not, I'm not sure, but it's, it's in that range somewhere. I think that's a great cigar. You know what? On that note, let's make our switch to the Alec Bradley right now. What do you say? We have a, a released here at the show again. We're happy to have this because of Dave. We have the Alec Bradley Tempest Maduro, and that was originally last year uh, released in a limited production in the Magistry size, and due to the success, uh, they've added this new Toro size, and it's called the Medius 6, and it's a 6 by 52 inch ring gauge, um, Alex Bradley Tempest Maduro, and Alec Bradley is, is not actually a person. No, it's two people. <laughs> It is two people. It's two people. Who? Which two people are they? Arturo? They would be Alan Rubin's two sons. That's right. Um, we had the pleasure. You were there. Yes, I did. Uh, back in February. Yeah. Of visiting Alan Rubin at his headquarters in Miami. Yep. Where he was a phenomenal host. Don't you think? Phenomenal host. He really, um, really is. So you don't know. People say, "Oh yeah, I know Alec Bradley well. He's a good buddy of mine." Yeah. <laughs> have no idea. No. <laughs> yeah, Alan Rubin is uh, is the man behind Alec Bradley cigars. Alan Rubin is his name, and he has um, not a factory but a distribution center. I guess out of Miami. And just we outside were, Miami. Yeah. We were there at his distribution center, which is kind of off the beaten path, actually just outside the airport. When you, if you look out the airport window, coming landing in Miami, you're going to look right at his, right at his building. And uh, we're there at his place, and he had coffee for us, and bagels, and fruit, and hats, and gift shirts, packs, and shirts, gift packs, and lighters. I mean, we got everything. More right? cigars than we could smoke. He was awesome, including the, the prensado, which has become everybody's favorite from the trip, which I think is interesting. And I'm just lighting, let me just light my new Medius 6. Mm. Again, we're smoking the Alec Bradley Tempest Maduro size Medius 6, which is uh, $8 to $11 uh, in the line, the, the Tempest line, $8 to $11 cigar. So around the same price as the Carrillo that we were smoking earlier. And the Magistry size, which came out last year in limited production, was such a hit that they decided to come out with this one. And they make a lot of different cigars over there. They make um, the Tempest, again, which was smoking. Uh, what else? Hold on one second. They have the Family Blend. They have the Prensado. They have Vice Press, Max, Occidental, and uh, Spirit of Cuba. So, a bunch of different products made by Alec Bradley. I happen to like the family blend. Do you like the family blend? I do, but the uh, the Pensado is really my favorite in the line. You know who's, who's liking Pensados? Guys who like 64s. Yes, absolutely. All I right. think that cigar was blended to mimic uh, exactly. the 64 greatest compliment you can pay somebody. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. Uh, Prensado, what's Prensados are eleven dollars each though, just just so that you I know. I knew they were slightly above. They're a little but... bit more expensive than what we're smoking now. Um, what do I have for a taste off this right away? Just go with a, off the top of your head, Arthur. What are you getting for a taste here? It's it's more full bodied than what we just smoked, certainly. A little bit more spice. And one of these nope. to Chuck. We get, we can't forget our producer Chuck. This is dark tasting. Thank you, Tommy. You're welcome. <laughs> Which is not one of the things that I describe as dark tasting is not something that I care for. 
Now, the guys who... You're a more medium-bodied cigar I'm guy. a medium-bodied cigar guy, but I, I used to smoke a lot more Maduros. We're going way back. And I've shied off the Maduros. I like the sweetness of a Maduro. I don't like the dark taste of a Maduro. And a lot of our friends, as you know, real cigar guys, all of which went on this trip, and we'll talk about that, they all smoke... Um, 64s and 26s like crazy. Yes. The Padrone Aniversario series. They all smoke them like crazy. I don't happen to love that cigar as is. I love the 80s. I love the 45s and the 40s. I think the 40s are better than the 80s myself. That's why there's more than one cigar in the world. (laughs) We all have different tastes. I like the 40s better than the 80s, but I don't love the regular Aniversario line. Not that I don't. uh, I just like them or recognize them to be a bad cigar. I know they're a great cigar. I just don't happen to like that really dark taste. This has that taste. Don't you you get that? This finishes a little drier across the palate. It lingers. Yeah. If you just release this from your mouth, release the smoke from your mouth, you're going to find it really lingers on your palate afterwards. It does. I'm getting like a, I'm just going to sound crazy, but like a roasted flavor, like not roasted meat, more like roasted veg. Like if I put portobello mushrooms on the on the grill and roasted them. By the way, while we're talking food for a minute, I uh, thought here we go. that being here this morning with uh, a food TV guy, <laughs> thank a, you, Arthur, who's, a, who's, right? a, who's Italian, that we might have come in here and had a little bit of uh, frittata or something before we got going. <laughs> frittata. I, I imagine you eat ricotta, too. Yes. <laughs> Don't frittata me, okay? It's frittata, first of all. But, yes, we got a little manja coming a little later. Nice. I said, I something set special up. you Listen, made for us? I didn't make anything today. But don't worry, we got something set up coming for us. A little good. special special treat. Can't wait. Yeah. A few more minutes. <laughs> this is pretty good, though. I like, <clears throat> we're smoking again the Alex Bradley, Alec Bradley Tempest Maduro. And this is definitely a full-bodied cigar. We smoked the uh, Rocky Patel 15 last week. It's like that. The 15 being his new anniversary release? Yeah. Have you smoked that yet? I have. What'd you think? Not my cigar. Really? Not my cigar. Is the, no. Do you like this better than that? Yes. Why didn't you like the 15? I didn't find a lot of character to it. I didn't find any complexity to it. Did you smoke it. it all the way through? Yes. Okay, here's what that cigar did. Okay? Cigar started off spicy for the first half an inch, went to like nothing, right, for about two inches, and then it opened up like, I don't know, like the gates of heaven. It would, it would yeah. became strong, powerful, rich, but you didn't care for it after that. No, I didn't. What oh. it reminded me of at the start with the spiciness was the Ramon Ionis from years ago. Wow. Where the first half an inch was just a powerhouse. Remember but then, those? But then that got subtle and just stayed the same through the rest of the smoke. I didn't find that. You didn't have it come back and hit you later on? No, See, I, really I did. Didn't. I did. And, I, and, I, and we were talking with Max Bickler from... Um, from Rocky Patel, and he was there smoking it with us, and he said, look, it flattens out a little bit, but give it some time and see what happens. And it did definitely open up for me. I, when, we, when we were at the flat spot on break, I said, that's not a cigar I would, I would want to go back to necessarily, especially for the price, I mean $10.50. But after it opened up at the end, I like it. I, that's a cigar I would smoke for 10 bucks. Oh, based on that, I'm going to give it another try. All right. And I'll try not to uh, get bored with it in that little stretch in the middle. I'll keep it going. <laughs> And finish it up. It makes me, I don't know, it makes me want to smoke more of them. But this, this I'm, I'm saying, is similar, at least thus far. What do you think? I'm finding it, of course, I'm barely into it. Um, I don't find it maybe quite as spicy mm-hmm. initially, but there's plenty here. Oh, yeah. i, I got to tell you, my initial thought is I like the cigar. 
I really I do as well. I really like this cigar. As a matter of fact, I think that this is a guy that's going to continue to get more and more popular in the cigar world right now. The, we were talking about this. The problem isn't, you know, the, is this cigar good or is it, is it bad? It's almost more challenging to do this job now on this radio show because there's so much great tobacco out there right now. So you're, you're, you're nuancing. You're going, well, is this one a dollar better than that one? You know what I mean? There's so much great tobacco, especially in the 6 to $10 range. How many great cigars are there? I mean, what are you smoking right now? Tell me. full of them. What things are you smoking right now? I know everything you smoke is in that price range. Well, other than the anniversary. Maybe a little bit above it. And what I've done lately is I've driven everyone crazy here in the store because every day I've come in and said, I want to try something new. Yeah. And I certainly have the cigars that I love and smoke every day, yeah. which are from the Padron 64 line for the most part. But I've been going around the store trying something different almost on a daily basis. Yeah. The most recent discovery that I've enjoyed is the Le Bijou. Um, the yeah, other thing my I'm, father by Pepin. The other thing I'm finding, and maybe it's me, I don't know, is that I'm smoking a cigar, and the first time I smoke it, I'm not necessarily sold on it. The Toro, when it came out, yeah. the new 64 Padron Toro. Yeah. Everybody said, you got to try this cigar, and I smoked one and said, it's good. It's not a typical 64. Yeah. A little different tasting, not bad. And I smoked a second one and a third one, and by the time I had smoked that third one, I was hooked. There you go. And now I'm buying boxes of them. And I think that's probably my greatest recent find is that particular cigar. Well, to your point, I never make a decision on whether or not a cigar is going to be in my wheelhouse after smoking one. You can't. Uh, and, and you know who does this? Andrew Zimmern. You ever watch him yes. on the travel to Yes. The guy is nuts. And I'm adventurous, but I'm not eating some of the things that he's I know. enjoying I know. or not enjoying. <laughs> I don't know. He's the, when he, the thing I always remember is when he did the stinky tofu. He was in the Philippines, I believe, and he was doing stinky tofu. And he had a bite, and he was like, oh, my gosh, this is terrible. And he actually went in for a second bite to verify. He always does that. He, I, I know. He's a nut. He always does at least two tastes to make sure that he gives it the full try. And I would highly recommend that you do the same thing with cigars. And I'm going to tell you the biggest culprit is what you've eaten or drank Absolutely. before or with it. Or smoked before it. Right. It's like this. I think everybody can get this. Brush your teeth and try and drink orange juice. Oh. Right? It's the worst. Try to drink anything. Try to drink a glass of wine after you've brushed your teeth. Yeah, you, you can't do it. doesn't it. work. It kills it. So, But it's not always that perfect. Like, you can, you can have a cup of coffee and then have a piece of pie, which is good. But if you have a, a cup of coffee and then try and eat a fish sandwich... Which I don't understand, by the way. You, the geriatrics, you, you blew me I'm going to tell you something right now. You go to McDonald's, and you get your filet of fish with a coffee. Yeah. What are you thinking? Here's one of our favorite blue hairs coming in right now. Oh, we got a blue hair coming in? We do. I love them. Yeah, so, you do. <laughs> what are they doing drinking a coffee with a filet of fish? But doesn't work for me. Right. So the point is, oh, yeah, there is a blue hair. Oh, my gosh. Yep. How old is he? In the house. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll have him on sometime. He could tell us how electricity was invented. <laughs> He's giving us an Italian sign which says, you should go somewhere else. Oh, I thought he was telling us we're number one. <laughs> what, what did he mean? <laughs> now, he, he was friends with my grandfather, incidentally. Did you know that? So he is a lot older than we thought. He is a lot older than we thought. Now, how do you feel about smoking the same cigar? more than once in a day, or 
the order in which you smoke the cigars. Uh, oh, I'm so glad you just said that. I always smoke from milder up. Of course. Then I yeah. ruin my day. If I smoke something really, really strong in the beginning of the day, what the heck am I going to smoke? It's, it tastes like nothing to me. It's like air. Right? So how do some people... Sounds like criticism. I shouldn't be criticizing any cigar smoker. How do some people smoke the same cigar one after the other all day long? I have no, I have no idea. I, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but I just that just makes no sense to me. It's like you know you're a cigarette smoker and you smoke Marlboros all day. That's not that's a habit. That's not an enjoyment. You can't smoke the same cigar all the time and then say, oh, I'm a cigar smoker. No, you're not. You're you're an addict. You're not enjoying. What it is, I don't care if it's beer and you, and you want to drink Sam Adams and then go to and then go to um, Guinness and then and then go to an IPA or something, or if it's wine and sometimes you you drink Cabernet, sometimes it's California, sometimes it's, right, and then cigars are the, to me the same thing. So I I always go up. So I'll start the day with something more mild and then increase from there because otherwise you kill your palate for a while. Hmm. Exactly my process as well. I used to love to start with the Pepin Blue. Which a lot of people won't smoke in the morning. No, that's um, that's starting and, a little high. And, and then move up into the uh, 64 anniversarios, or maybe into the 26s after that. Yeah, and I'll see that makes sense. But I start a little lower than you. I'll start with like, I'll tell you what I'm smoking a lot of lately: Nick Sticks. Have you had one I yet? I haven't tried it. Ha, I haven't tried it. Ha, four dollars. It's four dollars. It should be eight dollars. Okay, that's it. Should be. As a matter of fact, he got a ton. A ton of press at the IPCPR. Everybody's over there buying his stuff. Value for the dollar. Nick Perdomo's got it for 2010. Hmm. No question in my mind, he's got it. Now, do you remember when you smoked your first Ashton VSG? Yes. Good. <laughs> no good. Tell the story. Well, I think we were out for a nice dinner with a group of guys. We were. And that was the uh, cigar that we were enjoying that evening with dinner. And for those of you who don't know, an Ashton VSG is a butt kicker. Yes. Extremely I mean, full-bodied. Extremely uh, strong cigar. Perhaps more than you cared for then, or, or even now. Go ahead, tell him. Go ahead. No. Tom, Tom got a little green. Tom got a little green, then, as did several other people in the room. Yeah. But at the time, I think that was one of the strongest cigars out there. And now? There are many cigars of that strength That's what I'm there. saying. So nobody was used to it at that time. No. No, absolutely not. So uh, let's talk a little bit of news here for a second. Uh, where is it? Juan... Sad news. Yeah, some sad news. Go ahead and... Juan uh, Clemente was at the... Who's Gene Clement? Gene Clement. Juan Clemente Cigars. Juan Clemente okay. I didn't know he was Gene Clement. Yeah, but... he is. He's Gene, his name's Gene Clement, but he's, but he's better known for Juan Clemente Cigars. And he was at the show down in New Orleans. Yeah. And uh, I guess you'd say he finished up life the way we would want to. He was 81 years old. That's right. Had a uh, cigar. And perhaps uh, cordial to go with it, went up to his room and... Unfortunately did, passed away. Didn't wake up in the morning. Yeah, so that just happened. Yeah. Juan Clement, probably best known, Gene, Gene Clement, best known for the Juan Clemente cigars, which came out in 1982. One of the original, um, the, the, the original guys who was a face behind his product, making a premium product before everybody else was. Um, he was like, he was Avo before there was Avo. So, um, unfortunately, we lost a good one there. But he, as you put it, he died the way we would like to die. Absolutely. At a cigar show, smoking lots of cigars, um, and died presumably in his sleep in his hotel room. At he was 81 years old. At 81 years old. So, God rest his soul. God bless. 
but uh, we lost a good one there. So lots of lots of things happen at the IPCPR this year, and that's just one of them. Um, we're smoking again the Alec Bradley Tempest, and let me give you our phone number for those of you who want to call and chime in, 617-237-1234. And I'll say hello real quick to our affiliates, WWZN 1510 The Zone in Boston, WARL 1320 Positive Energy in Providence, WGAM 1250 in ESPN Radio in Nashua, WGHM 900 The Game in Manchester. Hello to all my friends out there. We are the Cigar Authority. I'm here with Arthur Richter, a good buddy and cigar guy. And we've, uh, we started the day with the Ernesto Criollo, Criollo, Carrillo Cigar. <laughs> and now we're smoking the new Alec Bradley Tempest Maduro in a size called the Media 6. Is this brand new, by the way? Is this a brand new cigar? Everything we're smoking is brand new, just released at the show. Okay. That's, so this is this is the authority on a brand new release. This is the authority on three brand new releases. We've got one more coming before the show's up today. Awesome. Yeah. Now you just mentioned Criollo, perhaps accidentally. I it's a guy we haven't seen in some time. Um, but was you know who's making Criollo tobacco that's really good? I actually smoked one this morning. Uh, Jesus Fuego is making it with um, Reyes. The Zycar. What's oh. uh, what's the Zycar? Yeah, HC. It's called the HC line of cigars, which is being marketed by uh, Kurt over at Zycar, but it's made by Jesus Fuego, who, who is another guy I think is we're going to see a lot of in the next few years. But they, he makes a Criollo cigar that's awesome. You're talking about the CAO. Yes, which was a big hit at the time. I thought it was a great cigar. It was a great cigar. It wasn't around cigar. for a long, long time. No, it wasn't. But it was very, very good. Do you remember when the CAO was um, – oh, the Christoph comes, came out with a Criollo as well. That's right. What's the Kristoff retail for? Eight to ten dollars for a Kristoff, which has a Criollo. But yeah, we haven't seen as much Criollo tobacco. When the CAO came out, that was it. Oh, Perdomo, ten years of Criollo as well. But it's not—they're not advertising, I guess, the fact that it's Criollo as much as mm-hmm. as the when the CAO was called the oh, Criollo. Yes. And that's C-R-I-O-L-L-O, double L in Spanish is pronounced like a Y. So that's why we're talking about Criollo, because I missaid that. So the Alec Bradley Tempest, what do we think? I like it. like it a lot. This is, this it's got is more body to it. It's more my cigar. It's definitely more your cigar. I would, I would prefer something a little bit milder. I actually like the Carrillo better than this. But there, it's, it's like comparing apples and oranges. It's not that I wouldn't smoke this. It's just that it's stronger. It's more it's for the end of the day. Your palate has a little different desire. That's right. Than, than and in particular does. right now, like we were saying, what you eat or drink at a particular moment is going to impact. Kind of a big impact. Huge impact on how that on how that tastes. All right, so we're going to go to break. We're going to come back in a minute and hear from Dave at the show. We are the Cigar Authority on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. Hi. This is David Garofalo from the Cigar Authority. I would like to invite you to visit one of my Two Guys Smoke Shops. Two Guys is the largest cigar retailer in the world, and I'm very proud of that. It's Stogie Heaven. Two Guys is conveniently located off Exit 1 on Route 93, 95, and Route 3 in Salem, Nashua, and Seabrook, New Hampshire. You see, there's no cigar tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have put three glorious cigar shops right over the border for your convenience. Take the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in Tax-Free, New Hampshire, or find us on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. We ship cigars anywhere, and single cigars, too. Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's stogie heaven. 
Mr. Jonathan IsMyDJ.com is your one-stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. We do everything from TV to radio and weddings to backyard barbecues. Whether you are planning a small, intimate gathering or a huge 4,000-person event, we will tailor a package to fit your needs. Reach me at info at MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com or by phone 603-475-1391. Hey, Sammy B here. Sammy B's Custom Carpentry. Foundation to finish and everything in between. Find a job I can't do. I dare you. At Sammy B's Custom Carpentry, I build everything myself. So you know it's American made and built to last. I don't subcontract. I'm committed to getting a job and I'm committed to finishing the job personally. Call for a brochure and references. 603-553-2345. If you can dream it, I can build it. Sammy B's 603-553-2345. Looking to buy or sell a home in Central Florida? How about a vacation home? There's never been a better time than now. Prices are great. Call ownahomeincentralfl.com. FL stands for Florida, and it's warm there, Charlie. That's right, and no state income tax either. Check this out. New construction home, 1,800 square feet, three bed, two bath, brand new, have it the way you want it, starting at 139000 in Kissimmee, St. Cloud. Find it online at ownahomeincentralfl.com or call our friend Paul Antonelli toll-free at 800-338-2549 or Paul's direct cell number, and he's going to hate this, but I'm giving it to you anyway, 321-443-4028. And it's warm there, Charlie. White Birch Brewing is the home of finely crafted small batch beers. My friend, owner and operator Bill Herlicka's goal is to brew great beer for the beer enthusiast. Let me tell you from experience, folks, this guy is all about quality. White Birch Brewing is a two-barrel brewery located in Hookset, New Hampshire. That takes an artisan approach to brewing. Bill releases unique interpretations of Belgian styles, barley wines, imperial stouts, and wild ales. Each batch is bottle conditioned and aged at the brewery. It's a slow process, but one they wouldn't trade for anything. Ask your local retailer for White Birch beers or... Go to whitebirchbrewing.com. Our friends at White Birch Brewing are as passionate about beer as the Cigar Authority is about food? No, cigars. Cigars, yeah, that makes sense. Grella Financial is a multi-generational, wholly independent financial planning firm. Family owned and operated, all of their clients are treated like extensions of their family. They'll take the time to find out what is truly important to you for making great financial decisions. Unlike working with larger firms and talking to voicemail, you are assured to talk with Tom Sr., Tom Jr., Joanne, or Bridget Grella every time. Going through a divorce, selling a business, inheriting money, or about to retire? Consider calling the Grella family at 800-752-7235 or visit them on the web at grellafinancial.com. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. 15, Boston. Live from a cigar store near you. It's the Cigar Authority with your host, Tommy Grella. Okay, folks, the guy in front of you is Tommy. Tommy is a Scorpio. He likes biking, and he's never been laid. Chuck Morrison. He's a really nice guy, you know, but I'm pretty sure that he is a serial murderer. (laughs) And the worldwide authority on everything cigar. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious, and don't call me Shirley. David Garofalo. This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. This is the Cigar Authority. 
And we're back. This is Tommy Grella. Tom, yeah, this is Tommy Grella on the CigarAuthority.com or the Cigar Authority here with Arthur Richter as my co-host today because Dave is on location at the IPCPR, actually on a plane on his way back from the IPCPR. And we're going to listen to him in a second. And while we do, Arthur, I have a little treat in store for us. Really? Crispelli. Crispelli. With anchovies, I hope? I've got, well, i got all kinds. But we have to tell, people don't know what a Crispelli is. Unless you grew up here in Lawrence, the Merrimack really? Valley, you might think it's a Zeppeli. Zeppeli. In some parts of the country, they make these and call them Zeppeli. But a Crispelli is a small amount of fried dough, unlike fried dough, like if you go to a... The beach or something where they have that big pulled out huge fried yeah, dough with powdered yeah. sugar. It's a small fried, small piece of fried dough, actually fried twice. They either make them plain or plain with sugar on top. They stuff an anchovy in some, or they stuff some with ricotta cheese. Ricotta. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, those are available at a place called the Italian Kitchen in Lawrence. Our friend Peter Messina, who is the only place in the world I've ever even heard of Crispelli and where to get them. Like a bonbon with an anchovy inside. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The so problem uh, with them is what? you can't eat one. No. You, when you eat a half a dozen, yeah. you feel it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like a lead balloon. Yes. Yeah. No question about it. All right. So we're talking about the IPCPR, and uh, we're actually smoking the Alec Bradley Tempest Maduro in the new size, which is called the Media 6. And while we're going to go ahead and uh, continue to smoke this and eat a few Crispelli, we have a pre-recorded piece from uh, Dave down at the IPCPR in New Orleans. And uh, we're going to let Dave take it away, and we'll come back and talk more about what he says. This is David Garofalo reporting live from New Orleans, Louisiana at the IPCPR, International Premium Cigar and Retailer Convention 2010. And what a show it is. Hundreds and hundreds of cigar stores gathered and thousands of people at this year's trade show to show all the new goods and all the new cigars at the trade show. And what a show it's been. And this year, it was the Best in Show Awards for the first time. And Rookie of the Year went to Augusto Reyes Cigar Company at their booth. For a small booth, it was Bosner Cigars, a European cigar company that cigar is not even available in the United States yet, took first place there. On medium-sized booths, it was Hammer and Sickle in the Cigar Agency with a new cigar called the Berlin Wall. And these folks actually brought a big, giant piece of the Berlin Wall into their booths for all to see. It was really, really something and very elaborate. And we look forward to that cigar coming out real soon. And on large-sized booths, it was the crazy folk at Drew Estates with Acid Cigars in their elaborate booth with designer sneakers of all things to go along with their cigars. The people from Partagas all of a sudden found some more Partagas 150 from 15 years ago and they've put a chest together, a thousand chests of cigars that has five boxes of cigars within it. So that's 110 cigars. These 110 cigars are retailing for $5,000. So we look forward to that. All of a sudden, they found more Partagas 150, an old favorite out there, and they're finding them, or they're making them. We'll be the first to show you on the Cigar Authority. A new Macanudo has taken a visit here at the IPCPR trade show. This new Macanudo is called Crew Royal. And it's not like any other Macanudo I've seen before. It doesn't have the same look. It doesn't have the same taste. And we'll check it out on the Cigar Authority real soon. From the folks at Ashton, 
They have a new La Aroma de Cuba called Mi Amor. Haven't smoked a cigar yet. It looks pretty nice, and we look forward to having that very, very soon. A new cigar from the Camacho folks that make Room 101. They're making a real full-bodied Room 101. Another sample yet I have not tried, but that is on highlight here at the IPCPR. I met with William Paley, the son of William S. Paley, the founder of Columbia Broadcasting Systems. That's CBS. And uh, his son is uh, putting a cigar together called La Palina. This is a new cigar, high-end. You're talking 18 to $22. This is really something, and uh, we'll, we'll get a taste of that real soon. Cusano Cigars is showcasing their 15th anniversary. And that looks really rich and full-bodied. I'll be interested to try that real soon. And I've already had a taste of their Lancero from Cuvée. And it is all that. Ernesto Correa, you know him from La Gloria Cubana, has gone off on his own. And this is a highlight of the show, his new ESP cigar. It is a good value cigar and a great taste. And the folks at Cling Tobacco, the cigar agency... Not only did they win the best award for the best booth of the show, but their cigar Berlin Wall was a tasty treat. We tried a new cigar from my father's cigars, Pepin Garcia. This is a high-end, beautiful, beautiful cigar that's going to be hitting the market in very limited quantities. Look for that. Olivero Cigars is showing a new cigar called Swag, S-W-A-G. No samples, but there's a new Padron out there, the Padron 46. It looked nice, but once again, no samples, coming soon. Great-looking gift packs and nice new sizes from the people at Tabacalera Perdomo. These guys, their booth was packed the whole show, as I expected. These guys are showing real value in this industry. Tabacalera Tropical. This is the Casa Fernandez, folks, and they have the Casa Fernandez Arsenio in Maduro. Looking forward to trying that. New sizes and thicker ring gauges for Tatuaje cigars. Our friend Pete Johnson. And La Latimidad is something new from the people at Villiger. Looking forward to this cigar. This is another, looks like the big value cigar that's coming out this year. Lighters, cutters, ashtrays, humidors, humidification systems. It's all here. It's all new. And we're going to have it all in the Cigar Authority in coming weeks. This is David Garofalo for the Cigar Authority, live here in New Orleans, Louisiana, at the IPCPR, International Premium Cigar and Retailer Convention, 2010. And we're back live at the Cigar Authority here in Salem, New Hampshire at Two Guys Smoke Shop. Our phone number is 617-237-1234. If you're around, give us a call. Let us know what you're smoking. Uh, you can ask us any questions you want about cigars, but that was our our good buddy and uh, co- my co-host, Dave Garofalo, there at the IPCPR in New Orleans. And uh, he was there along with a lot of other people, but with the largest cigar in the world. Largest tobacco cigar in the world. Yes, the largest 100. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead and tell him. Well, we had an opportunity to be with Avo on his birthday earlier this year for a party. Yeah. We're a uh, local bakery that's pretty famous. Montilio's. Montilio's produced a chocolate cake cigar Mm -hmm. that uh, was 
several feet long. Yeah, it was like seven feet long, I think it was. Maybe a uh, 200 ring gauge. I know. I know. It was huge. It was quite good. Yeah, it was. It was delicious, <laughs> and it was good. And he did the band on it and everything. Yeah. He did it. He did it so the ash looked like it was burning at one end. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. Yeah. Uh, that's Montilio's Bakery. I think they're out of Braintree, George Montilio. Perhaps Brockton at one time and per- even multiple locations, yeah. maybe. But he's they're a huge bakery. He's a great guy. But the largest tobacco cigar in the world is uh, making its way around the country, and it was at the IPCPR, produced by George Rico. It's a Gran Habano. It's uh, measured as, as a 1,920 ring gauge and 19 feet long. And that's $200,000 cigar. And they actually have a way to smoke this thing. Really? Yeah, they have they have made or manufactured a device that goes on the end of the cigar with a bunch of pipes coming off of it, like like a hookah, so many people can smoke it all at once. Like a well cap. Yeah, like, <laughs> like a well cap. But of course, in, if you bought that cigar in New Hamp in in, in New York with the uh, New Hampshire, uh, excuse me, New York tobacco tax, it would be three hundred fifty thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah, maybe Jay Z will buy one and have a party. That's why you come to Salem, New Hampshire, to buy your cigars. <laughs> that's that's one why. One of the most cigar-friendly states in the country. It is. That the prices are right. It is. But uh, that's where Dave is at the IPCPR. Isn't that hilarious? Part of God saying that they got one fifties. That's just crazy. One fifty is a great cigar. It was a great cigar. They have 150 labels. They put them on something else. Do you think Benji blended this cigar as well? Benji Menendez, one of the best blenders ever. Phenomenal. Yeah. He probably blended it. They were probably smart enough not to, not, well, wait a minute. Benji wouldn't have put his name on it then, right? I don't know. Oh, no. I don't know. There's no way they have Partagas 150s, though. Thousands of them. Like I think they said they have 2,000 2, boxes. Yeah. Is it a few thousand boxes? They, they said, and they're $5,000 each. Something like that. Five thousand per box. Five thousand dollars for a box of one hundred. It's just, it's ridiculous. Um, incidentally, at the IPCPR, they have the European Cigar Journal Awards, and we mentioned how Paleo, with the Paleo cutter that we use today, got an award for best accessory. But uh, interesting enough, there, there are, you know, some awards are okay. Some, some you look at and you go, well, is this an award or is this just thanking them for advertising over the years? Um, and I don't have a problem with that. I mean, we have advertisers too, but we don't kiss their, kiss their crotch as much. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but of the trophies, what I think was interesting is Davidoff. Davidoff was recognized um, for the best cigar from the Dominican Republic with the Davidoff Maduro Robusto, and that increased their all-time uh, trophies to 11. 11 well, trophies a over the years. Fine cigar maker. Um, yeah. Some of the best constructed cigars in the world. Little. Mild or a little uh, light-bodied for my taste. All of them? No, not all of them, but for the most part. If you smoked a Davidoff, which one would you smoke? Uh, it's been a long time. Is it a Siri oh, R? The Siri R? Siri R, I think. Yeah, I, w- I would smoke the Anniversario number two. I, I smoke Grand Cru number two quite a bit, but the Anniversario number two or the Anniversario number three would be stronger. And the Millennium series, you don't like the Millennium? Not bad. Still not quite full-bodied enough for for my palate. Unbelievable. But, uh, good, good. They make all good cigars at Davidoff. They, no they're they do. Real high-quality cigar maker. So they they got uh, their 11th reward, uh, award of all time. Warm applause for Jose Pepin Garcia who uh, got a trophy for the best brand in the United States for the for the Blue Label, which I think is awesome. Um, J.C. Newman uh, came out with the Brick House. There, there we talked about that and, um, and what happened there. Incidentally, best cigar, like I said, from Dominican Republic was Davidoff. 
uh, best brand, um, General Cigar for Macanudo. Uh, Honduras was Rocky Patel. Nicaragua was Oliva. And USA was El Rey de los Habanos, which is, again, a Papin product. This kills me. Best value, Altidus, for Santa Damiana. No, sorry, don't like it. Uh, Honduras, Florida Selva, don't know it. Um, Altidus, again, for Teamo World Selection Series in Mexico. I, I don't get that. I don't I get don't that either. at all. But this one I get. Best value from Nicaragua, Oliva Cigar for the Oliva Connecticut Reserve. Absolutely. That seems to make a lot of sense for me, doesn't it? Oliva's done a great job. You know who got accolades, by the way, at the show this year? Fuente and the Newman families for the Cigar Family Charitable Foundation. They have done tremendous great work Great organization the that's run events throughout the country for many years uh, in support of the school systems in the Dominican Republic. You know what cigar I want to smoke from the IPCPR? And we're smoking, by the way, three of the cigars that I really did want to smoke from the IPCPR this year. But the, the for me, the hit out of the ballpark, La Flor Dominicana with the new limited edition Salomon in it. Look at how oily this I is. I cannot wait. I know. Isn't that going to be good? You it's know an I'm... Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper. The Salomon, first of all, is pretty much renowned amongst cigar smokers as being just an unbelievable cigar. It's like 29 bucks. It's huge. It's a real it's a real party cigar. I mean, this is something you want to have on a special occasion. They come in boxes of 10 like fanned out like a like it widens at the bottom. Quite a presentation. Fan. It's a beautiful presentation. But they came out with a Maduro version of the Salomon with an Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper. I think that cigar is going to be right in your wheelhouse. I can't wait to try yeah, it. I can't too. All right, on that note, let's switch it up. We've got the Cuvée Grande 2010, which is an anniversary for Cuvée. Cuvée is a brand manufactured in the Davidoff factory. Again, Davidoff got the uh, uh, award for their uh, best cigar in the Dominican Republic, being the Davidoff Maduro. But they make this as well which is the Cuvée Grand Maduro 2010. It's uh, made with Nicaraguan Lajero in it, and it's um, Dominican filler. And we got that right from Joe Cusano, who told us that himself. Mike Cusano is no longer there, Cusano. He he actually sold off to Davidoff. Davidoff bought his empire, if you will. And then he went to work for them, I believe. He did go to work for them. I don't think he's working for them anymore. I don't, I don't believe he is either. No. If you know Mike Cusano, I can't believe he'd be working for anybody. He's, he's a spirited and opinionated fellow. Moves very quickly. <laughs> he moves, moves very, very, very quickly. quickly. Another very typical of the cigar industry, a very passionate person oh about my God, anything yeah. that he does. And he's a local. Yes. Mike Cusano is a Bostonian, okay, and he actually started as a bond trader for Morgan Stanley. And he was for many years, and then he went into the cigar business and started from scratch, Cusano Cigars. Yeah. Was exposed to cigars through Two Guys Smoke Shop in East Boston many years That's ago. That's how we started. Many, That's many how we started. Ago. That's right. Yeah. And he became huge. And so we're smoking a tribute to Mike Cusano, who, by the way, is a personal friend. I really like Mike. And this cigar that they came out with called the Cuvée Grande, uh, which is in the Cuvée line, but it's a Maduro. It's a 10-year anniversary. I'm going to give this a light. It's it's a Robusto-sized cigar. <laughs> Whoa. It retails for $10. They're only available one size. It's 5-inch by 52 ring gauge. Only 2,000 boxes were produced. And, again, that's of 10 each. So that's 20,000 cigars. That's it. Um, and it comes with uh, each box comes with a limited edition Cuvée Grand ashtray. 
Um, and the Cuvée Grand release was several years ago, uh, and very limited with the Lancero size. So when they originally came out with a Cuvée Grand, it was a Lancero size, which I thought was a fantastic cigar. But the size wasn't, people don't like the Lancero size, they like the thicker ring gauge. And so they came out with this, which is, a, again, a 52-inch ring gauge and retails for $10. And if you, you heard me do a little cough there, oh, my gosh, is this a, this is a powerhouse. It's got some, got some uh, strength to it. This has Absolutely. got some. This is a way to finish a show. I got to tell you, I mean, we got, we got a little wire left here on the cigar authority. And you, you shouldn't try to drop the cigar in your lap while you're smoking. <laughs> no, <it>. no <laughs> nice move, Arthur. What are you, a freshman? <laughs> the, our phone number here six one seven two three seven one two three four. If you want to give us a call and talk to us about cigars, talk to us about the IPCPR show, what cigars you're smoking, what cigars were released at the show. Including the Partagas 150. <coughs> oh, excuse me, I just got a tickle in my throat when I said that. <laughs> There's just no way. I mean, what are they thinking? What am I, a moron? Good too. This um, is a good-looking cigar, by the way. Uh, this is uh, that just is attractive to me for some reason. Mm. I'm not sure why, but. I like the look of this. I like the size, the diameter. Attractive like Nicky Bonanno attractive? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a, our friend Nicky just walked in, so I have to give a tribute to Nicky Bonanno, who's a real, another real cigar guy and a, and a great asset to the Merrimack Valley, who works for the town of Methuen. Awesome guy. All right, so we're going to go to a quick break. When we just smoked the uh, Cuvée Grand, we'll be back. We're on the Cigar Authority with the Cigar Authority Radio Network. Rella Financial is a multi-generational, wholly independent financial planning firm. Family owned and operated, all of their clients are treated like extensions of their family. They'll take the time to find out what is truly important to you for making great financial decisions. Unlike working with larger firms and talking to voicemail, you are assured to talk with Tom Sr., Tom Jr., Joanne, or Bridget Grella every time. Going through a divorce, selling a business, inheriting money, or about to retire? Consider calling the Grella family at 800-752-7235 or visit them on the web at grellafinancial.com. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com is your one-stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. We do everything from TV to radio and weddings to backyard barbecues. Whether you are planning a small, intimate gathering or a huge 4,000-person event, we will tailor a package to fit your needs. Reach me at info at MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com or by phone 603-475-1391. Get in on the ground floor of our new show, The Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority reaches a strong audience of educated consumers with disposable incomes. We will tailor a commercial to fit your needs from post-production to the finished product. Email us at ads at thecigarauthority.com. That's ads at thecigarauthority.com. Get in on our team and team up with The Cigar Authority. Looking to buy or sell a home in Central Florida? How about a vacation home? There's never been a better time than now. Prices are great. Call ownahomeincentralfl.com. FL stands for Florida, and it's warm there, Charlie. That's right, and no state income tax either. Check this out. New construction home, 1,800 square feet, three-bed, two-bath, brand new, have it the way you want it, starting at 139000 in Kissimmee, St. Cloud. Find it online at ownahomeincentralfl.com or call our friend Paul Antonelli toll-free at 800-338-2549. 
or Paul's direct cell number, and he's going to hate this, but I'm giving it to you anyway. 321-443-4028. And it's warm there, Charlie. White Birch Brewing is the home of finely crafted small batch beers. My friend, owner and operator Bill Herlicker's goal is to brew great beer for the beer enthusiast. Let me tell you from experience, folks, this guy is all about quality. White Birch Brewing is a two-barrel brewery located in Hookset, New Hampshire that takes an artisan approach to brewing. Bill releases unique interpretations of Belgian styles, barley wines, imperial stouts, and wild ales. Each batch is bottle conditioned and aged at the brewery. It's a slow process, but one they wouldn't trade for anything. Ask your local retailer for White Birch beers or go to whitebirchbrewing.com. Our friends at White Birch Brewing are as passionate about beer as the Cigar Authority is about food? No, cigars. Cigars, yeah, that makes sense. Hi, this is David Garofalo from the Cigar Authority. I would like to invite you to visit one of my Two Guys Smoke Shops. Two Guys is the largest cigar retailer in the world, and I'm very proud of that. It's stogie heaven. Two Guys is conveniently located off Exit 1 on Route 93, 95, and Route 3 in Salem, Nashua, and Seabrook, New Hampshire. You see, there's no cigar tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have put three glorious cigar shops right over the border for your convenience. Take the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free New Hampshire, or find us on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. We ship cigars anywhere, and single cigars too. Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's stogie heaven. And we're back on the Cigar Authority with the Cigar Authority Radio Network. I'm Tommy Grella. We're smoking cigars here today with Chuck, our producer, and Arthur Richter, our good friend and cigar aficionado in his own right. Dave Garofalo is at the IPCPR, the International Premium to, uh, premium Cigar and Pipe Tobacco Show. And uh, he'll be back with us next week with more new products. But right now we're smoking the Cuvée Grand 2010. Very limited production. Only 2,000 boxes of 10 were produced. And this retails for $10. And i got to say, this is a little powerhouse. Very good. Justin, this wrapper has added a lot of power. Oh, my uh, gosh. Certainly to this cigar. Yeah. And, you know, uh, again, Joe Cusano called to make sure that we understood this is a Maduro wrapper, and Nicaraguan Lajero is in here. Nicaraguan Lajero probably being some of the best tobacco and certainly and some of the strongest. The strongest, absolutely. Absolutely. And you can absolutely taste it. Uh, but there's Dominican filler in here as well, and I think it needs it to mellow out the the uh, the Nicaraguan Lajero, don't you think? For guys who like a little lighter cigar, this, <laughs> this is this is right up my alley. This is this is cigar. this is a Paul A. strength yeah, cigar. This, this is a nice full-bodied cigar. Yeah. And not to be confused with hash. No. Two very different things. Um, Full-bodied being strong, like a, a stronger cup of coffee, perhaps, not right. a bitter cup of coffee. Right. Uh, and and strong, strength in a cigar doesn't also mean flavor. You no. can have a cigar that has tons of flavor and doesn't have tons of strength. The Rocky Connecticut Estate. Perfect uh, example. A light to medium bodied cigar yeah. that is perhaps more complex than any cigar I've smoked. You smoke that's a very interesting cigar to smoke and it even is. if you smoke full bodied cigars, that's a cigar you can enjoy. I agree. You know what? I'm gonna put I'm gonna make a statement that Ernesto Criollo uh, Cri- I keep wanting to call it Criollo. Ernesto Carrillo cigar that we started with 
very complex flavor as well. More mild than you'd like, yeah. but has ton, it, it very, very complex flavor. I really like that cigar. And unlike you, I like the Rocky Patel 15. And you're not going to call that complex either. No, but I'm going to try it again. <laughs> based, based on our conversation today, I am going to try it again. Pay a little more attention to the cigar. See if I can get through that little lag time after the mm-hmm. first few minutes. Remember the first time you smoked a Tatuaje Reserve? Yes. Remember who brought it to you? Yes. Me. That's right. <laughs> that that cigar is going to have, excuse me, that cigar had a ton of impact on you, and you liked it right away. That La Flor Dominicana Solomon Ecuadorian Which Sumatra wrapper. I can't wrapper, wait to get my hands on. That's going to be the next cigar that has that kind of impact on you. Can't wait to get my hands yeah, on Yeah, that's going to be unbelievable. Sitting here looking at the picture. I know. The presentation. It looks fantastic. <laughs> it looks so veiny. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it's going to be an awesome smoke. Yeah. It really, really does. This cuvee is absolutely kicking me. I need I need more Crispelli or something. <laughs> no I, more Crispelli. <laughs> By the way, we got to mention that Crispelli, our friend Peter Messina on, uh, in Lawrence, he actually own, owns a catering company called The Italian Kitchen. But Thursday through Saturday, they open, I don't even know what time, probably noontime till 5 or 6 at night. That's it. They're not open too late. And they sell uh, arancini, which is a rice ball, a very Italian thing. It's a rice ball with a dollop of meat in the middle, usually served with uh, red sauce on top. And he also sells Crispelli. Crispelli are either available with anchovy in them or regatta cheese or with sugar or plain. So it's four different ways. And we had Crispelli on today's show. And if you want to check them out, because there's no other way to get them, to get Crispelli, but to go to the Italian kitchen, again, Thursday through Saturday, it's on 91 Common Street in Lawrence, Mass. Their phone number is 978-685-1652. And uh, go down and tell them you heard about the Crispelli on the Cigar Authority Radio Network, and he'll probably ask you for a cigar. <laughs> Try the anchovies. <laughs> I love the anchovies. As I do. All the Italians who go down there all like the anchovies. As a matter of fact, for those of you who know where Tripoli Bakery is in Lawrence, it's directly across right the street. across the street, yep. So you can go get bread for the family, go across the street and get a couple of Crispelli. Maybe a slice of pizza as well while you're at Tripoli. Oh, you go to Tripoli for the – I would go to Napoli for the pizza. I like Napoli as well. Yeah, get a whole box. It's one of our listeners is telling us, get a whole box. Why are you getting a slice? Maybe some cookies. A couple cookies, a couple two-tree. Yeah. Going into Tripoli, that's the problem. When you see all that pastry oh, in the case, that is the all problem. the cookies and the bread. You know, what made Lawrence Lawrence um, is the culture, the fact that we had so many different cultures over the years. It's, it's an immigrant city. So first we had the Irish come into the city, and we had French Canadians come into the city, and then the Italians were the first of the not-so-wanted race, right? You remember that because you grew up in Lawrence. I think everyone went through that, every group that came. Well, the Italians were the first bastardized race that made it into Lawrence, (laughs) right? I think you're taking this personal. Uh, Well, my family owned Jackson Flower Shop for 77 years, so, you know, I'm speaking from my heritage, from being there. But I want to tell you, I embrace and love the Dominican heritage, which is the predominant heritage there now. And now there's some great Latin food. That's exactly where I'm going. Throughout Lawrence. Most of most of my fellow whiteies won't go to these places, and I'm telling you, you're missing out. You have to go. You have to go. You want the coldest beer you've ever drank, go to a Dominican restaurant. All of them do it, but I'm going to tell you one of my favorite places, the bar at Pollo Tipico. There's a place called Pollo Tipico. What street is that? Lawrence Street. It's on Lawrence Street. Yep. Um, right near, let's see, 
Not not far from the high school. Yeah, just beyond the high school. A few blocks down from the high school. High school. Um, what's that? The playstead right there. Playstead. Yeah. <clears throat> so where Kennedy's Cleaners used to be, there's this little place called Pollo Tipico, and you go in there and you get a plate of they're called chicharrones. It's basically pork belly cut up, deep fried until it's crispy, and uh, a plate of plantains, and get a Presidente beer there. And I'm telling you, you've never had a colder beer, right? Absolutely. You've never had a colder beer. One of the greatest places around for that kind of stuff. We have a huge Lebanese population in Lawrence as well, but the Dominican population is, is the most recent of the immigrant populations in Lawrence, and I think, I think we've got a lot of great food finds now like that place. Are there any other Dominican restaurants you would go to? Bali is popular. Bali is awesome. Down on Essex Street. Of course. Um, go early, or you're not going to get through the door. Go right, or and be prepared for a long stay. Yes. They're not known for their speedy service. Yeah, well, they are from the Caribbean. <laughs> yeah. They are on island. Everything time. moves a little bit yeah. slower over there. And of course, we have a fantastic Mexican restaurant as well. Azteca. Yes. Cafe. You know what else we have? Have you have you been to that little place called Tacos Lupita? No, I haven't. Across from um, from Malden Mills on Broadway. No, I haven't. On Broadway there. in Lawrence, across yeah. from Malden Mills, is this tiny little bar, not even a bar, a tiny little uh, takeout place called Tacos Lupita. And I, it's either Mexicans or uh, Hondurans or something like that. They're straight from there. They barely speak English, and they make the greatest tacos, burritos, very authentic, not this American stuff like if you went to margaritas oh, or please. cactus jacks, nothing like that. It's the real, real deal stuff. As a matter of fact, you know what they have? Lengua de res. You know what that is? I don't. Beef tongue. Beef tongue? Yeah, which you can get in the I'll taco. I'll try it once. Hey, I'm telling you, it's good. Like it. It's good. You know, you got to try it twice. Or Andy. Right. <laughs> Andrew Zimmern, you got to try it at least twice to make sure that you like it or you don't like it. I love that place. But the Italian kitchen, definitely get get some Crispelli. Again, that's on 91 Common Street across from Tripoli Bakery in Lawrence. We had Crispelli today on the show. And right now we're smoking the Cuvée Grand, which is the second release of the Cuvée Grand, this one being a 5-by-52-inch ring gauge. And i got to tell you, this is a butt kicker. Very good cigar, very full-bodied, nice and even, burning well. It is burning well. It, you know... It's only a five-inch cigar, but it's going to last a long time because of how densely packed it is. And because it's so full-bodied, you don't need to draw endlessly on the cigar to enjoy it. To get the to get the smoke that you're naturally looking for. Absolutely. A cigar should draw like a straw, whether it's densely packed or not. Don't you agree? Yes. And this one is definitely doing that. Let's talk about the Rocky Mountain. Uh, the first annual Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival, which is going to be in Boulder, Colorado. That's going to be on the weekend of the 29th, on August 29th in Boulder, Colorado. It's the first annual. We're going to have premier cigars, beer, wine, spirits, food, music, and as they put it, old-fashioned fun. And um, you're going to, for $100, you're going to get 20 cigars. You're going to get to taste. What a deal. It's $300 worth of cigars. Right. And that that's what I'm saying. pack of cigars. Right. As well as food. And beverage and entertainment. And they have VIP the tickets for 150 day. bucks, right? For a little well, you'll red get more cigars. Yeah, and you'll you get, get five more cigars. With some of the leading people in the industry. You get to really meet some serious people. So if you're if you, um, inclined to traveling and want to take a trip at the end of the summer, you can get some really good deals for flights now. You can check out uh, Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival in Boulder, Colorado. That's rmcigarfest.com. And the Cigar Authority is going to be there live. 
We're actually going to do our first remote show live, not here in the Merrimack Valley, but we're going to be there at the Cigar Show on uh, that Sunday. We're going to record it and play it for you the following Saturday. So we'll, we should have a, a pretty interesting show. I can tell you that Dave, again, at the IPCPR, was talking to some of the guys who were running this, this cigar festival because it's the first one, and they are pumped about us coming. And they called us. Yeah, they called us. They, the authority, know, why wouldn't you? We're kind of a big deal, <laughs> for bit. those of you who don't know. In what sense? <laughs> <laughs> that was a shot across the bow. It was. Sorry, by the way, love the pink shirt. Sorry, yeah, I had to get that well, in there. You know, I was thinking the same thing. Do lighter colors make you look smaller? <laughs> yeah. You know, Tommy, I think you might have something going. You know? I try and stick to vertical stripes, but real, we- real men wear pink. I think you drifted into Bridget's closet this morning. <laughs> <laughs> She's not going to like like that very much. <laughs> Are you excited? So I'm pumped, man. I can't wait to go. I this, think that's uh, going to be really, really neat. I'm going to see if I can sneak away and get out there. I think you should come out. Matter of fact, if you come out, we'll have you on the show again. I'm going to give it a try. We'll, have, we'll talk to you. Still got two weeks. You can do it. Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. Tommy, can I ask you guys a stupid question? Just speaking of food and cigars, now, what we're smoking now, you would classify, I guess, as a heavier cigar. Is that fairly Wolf accurate? Again, I'm a newbie, by the way, for all the listeners out yeah. there. So I am completely green when it comes to cigars. But my yeah. question is, I know there's a whole palette, if you will, with, with cigars, which is really cool and I really find uh, neat about, about cigars. And my question is regarding food. I love steaks. Okay, I'm thinking about the the, the cigar fest out in Colorado, the yeah. food that might be out there. I'm right. expecting steaks. So my question is, what would you recommend as a cigar to follow up a nice steak dinner? Well, all right. So first we've got to talk about the steak dinner for a second. Don't you agree? Sure. Arthur. All right. So here's the deal. Saying that you had, you're going to have a steak dinner is like saying. <laughs> right on. Um, you're going to, I don't know. What's a good example? It's too vague, but we'll say a nice it, fillet. It, yeah, it's it's too vague. Okay, and again, saying you're gonna have fillet is like saying you're gonna have hamburger. Twelve ounce, uh, medium rare fillet. We'll say of like a Morton's quality. You know, something that's uh, very tender. You could cut with a butter knife. I'm gonna I'm gonna disappoint all my fans out there because I know a lot of you are big foodies, but I'm gonna tell you, fillet is like the garbage of steak. No way. Not no. enough fat. Come on, man. To bring the flavor. <laughs> yeah. So okay. So if you ask real foodies. We don't eat filet. What do you eat? What, what do you recommend? Ribeye. Okay. You want the most flavorful, flavorful piece of beef you're going to have? Much mm. more marbleized, much, much more flavor. Okay, you got to work. You got to work a little bit. You got to cut around the fat. Right. If you're me, you eat some of it, or a lot of it. Um, but yeah, you got to you got to work a little bit. But if you want a tastier piece of meat, mm. go with a ribeye. Now, also because you're asking this question, I'll tell you. Yeah. When you go with a filet. Um, you, you cook the meat according to what it is you're eating and, how, and, the, and the style of preparation. Filet is almost always best done very rare, mm-hmm. okay, because it has so little fat that it's more tender when it's undercooked, okay? A ribeye is actually better because it has so much marbleization, so much richness. It's actually better when it's more like a medium rare. Huh. Interesting. Okay? Wow. And if you like a steak to be more like medium, medium well, a ribeye is definitely the best steak for you to go with. It'll keep... It's flavor, and it'll stay tender. And if you do that to a filet, you're going to end up with a piece of shoe leather, right. especially the way they're breeding cows now, because mm. they're breeding them for less and less fat for the most part. Right. It's only this very small movement. Um, you always you always hear black Angus as being a big thing. Well, black Angus is just referring to the type of cattle, 
Okay? And Black Angus is great beef, don't get me wrong, but it's bred to be leaner. Right. Okay? The, the beef that is really getting accolades that's bred to be fatty is called Kobe beef. Sure, sure. Okay, which is predominantly um, a particular kind of cow that they use in Japan, although they do have those same species being farmed here in the United States now. I heard that they actually massage these cows to keep the meat very tender, I guess. Well, the or, idea is, is not just... It's not that you're tenderizing the meat with your hands while the cow's alive. It's that you're relaxing the cow and giving them the best quality of life, which is not going to release toxins into the meat. So that's true. They do physically massage these these cows. Yeah. Interesting. They let them drink beer and sake. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. They, they're, I'm starting to like it more and more. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're allowed to roam free. Okay, they're not free caged, range. Yeah, they're yep. not caged up. They're allowed to eat, you know, uh, grass. They're grass-fed predominantly. They're, you know, think about it. If you eat the best, if you've, if you've, yeah. you know, been the most relaxed, if you had a great quality of life, your, your, the beef qualities is that much better, and that's what Kobe is. So going back to your original question about steak. Yep. So you're recommending a ribeye. I'm recommending. First, I'm recommending a ribeye. Now, again, we're smoking a cuvee grand, this really big, strong cigar. You want a big, rich meal in your belly so that you're yeah. you're nice and full. You have something to compete with. Right. You smoke this on an empty stomach or after eating a chicken dinner, mm. it's going to make you sick. Too much. Too it's, much cigar. It's too much. Now, even better, you have a, a again, you have a steak with Bernays sauce or a poivre, which we talked about last week, which has got the pepper and crust on That's the outside. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. A Steak au poivre, even better. Rich black pepper on the outside, typically served with a, uh, a cognac cream sauce. That's a nice, big, rich steak dinner that you can have like that. And I'm going to add one more thing. People say, well, how you cook the steak. And Texans, for example, are really big on grilling. You have to grill your meat for it to have the best flavor. I don't necessarily agree, although I do love a grilled steak. You can also um, cook a steak under a broiler. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not talking a broiler at home. Most of those aren't powerful enough. But, like, a, a lot of the – like, Peter Luger's, I think, uses a broiling method as well. They don't grill, right? Peter Luger's oh, no. in New York. Um, Fleming's, I can tell you, in Boston. And I'll, mm. th- th- although they're a chain, let me tell you, they make a fantastic steak. They broil. And then what they do is they put a little butter on the steak after. It's yeah. actually melted like, on the steak. Like Ruth Chris does. Like Ruth Chris does. They put, they put butter. I mean, you know, it's like putting fat on fat for it to taste better. <laughs> but that's what makes it so rich and good. And then I would follow those steaks up with a cigar like this. What about temperature on the steak? I know Ruth Chris talks about they cook their steaks at 1,800 degrees very quickly. Hmm. Okay, well, when you sear a piece of meat, and that's what that is, when you cook it at a high temp, what you're doing is you're instantly making all those, all that meat muscle tighten up and sear on the outside so now nothing can come out. Nothing escapes. Okay, so all the juice stays in the meat. Right. Now, to have that be perfection, what you need to do is then let your steak come to rest. Because think about it, you, you heat it at a super high temperature real fast all at once, and it's... and um, it's seared on the outside, and now it's, let's say, more rare in the middle. I'm going to have a medium-rare steak, okay? It's all tight like this, all wound up, and then you cut it. It's pushing all the juice out. You've got to let the meat relax again, hmm. okay? So depending on the size of your meat, you, you, a bigger meat needs more time to relax. If you have big meat, you need to let it relax for a longer period of time. If you have smaller meat, it take, relaxes faster. Makes sense. You like me talking about my meat? <laughs> <laughs> This is G-rated, people. Hey, it fits the shirt. It is G-rated. You, you, but seriously, if you have a huge roast, you let that rest for 20 minutes, half an hour. You have a small steak, you let that rest for 10 minutes. Mm. 
Okay, now when you cut it, you won't end up with all that blood on your plate. What we do in my house, because my kids are small, they can't eat a whole steak, I let it rest, and then I cut it, and I serve it, and I don't have all that juice on my cutting board. It's now in the steak. Nice. So that's the best way to... If I ever cook a steak, I'm going to remember that. I've cooked you steak. Yes, I said if I ever cook a steak. Oh, because your wife doesn't allow you in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she doesn't let you run the grill either? No. Really? No. Well, I'll tell you a quick story about Arthur Richter. Arthur married a, a Dominican girl. Great. Uh-oh. Yeah. Great, great girl. And um, right before I was, I, I got the call, or, or I got onto Food Network. I'm, I'm there for the show called The Next Food Network Star. And I'm thinking, I've got to be ready for whatever they're going to take out on me. Because I know on the oh, yeah. show, they're going to they're gonna make me cook all kinds of weird stuff that I'm not familiar with. So I want to go to a f- couple of my friends, great cooks, and say, can you please help me? And I go to s- two people. Soren Christensen, who's this to me the greatest chef I've ever met. Hmm. Um, he was the head chef over at the Lanham Club for years. Now he's the head chef for Salvatore's Corporate. Um, he's wow. working out of the Lawrence location, but he's head chef of Salvatore's Corporate, and he's been um, doing some great things over there. But at any rate, he came over to my house and cooked with me for a night, and another night I went over and cooked with Anna, Arthur's wife. Oh, cool. Because she really knows what she's doing. And to this day, I'll never forget, one of the things we did was grated yucca. One of my favorites. I love them. One of my favorites. Grated yucca done in like a little pancake with anise seed in them. And I've I've kept that in my wheelhouse, and I've used that so many times. What a fantastic recipe that is. And, and what a fantastic cook she uh, tr- Anna is truly. Arthur, you are spoiled. Man. I am. She's unbelievable. <laughs> he'll come home and she'll have this huge plate of. He'll take pictures and send it to me. Again, that's what he does because he's nice. I've done it. <laughs> he takes From Hawaii, right? Of, yeah, yeah. He takes pictures of these unbelievable meals because when they, she cooks so great, when they're in Hawaii, they don't go out to eat. Nice, man. She cooks well, a meal. It, it looks like a picture uh, from a magazine. Awesome. I've taken the pictures and sent them around. And yeah. That's been the response at times. What magazine did you get this out of? Really? Right. She truly oh, prepares yeah. she's it right un- there. She's unbelievable. But she's, what, I, I can't give a better compliment. That's who I went to to say, please help me brush up my skills. Two great mentors, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, and she's not. She doesn't have professional training at all. It's just Anna's that great of a cook. Sure, man. Yeah, natural talent. You can't teach that sometimes, you know? And actually, you know, you're talking about bl- uh, having a cigar with a meal. Think about where cigars started. Cuba. Mm. Okay? What do they eat in Cuba? Let me tell you. Not steak. No. Okay? Not steak. They very, very rarely eat steak. They eat a lot of roast pork. They eat a tremendous amount of fish. And if you go to Nicaragua and Honduras, both of those are inland uh, with with tobacco is um, farmed. They don't eat fish because they really can't get it. Sure. You know, they don't. They eat what's right there in front of them. Okay? They eat a tremendous amount of pork. Yeah. They eat something uh, called chirasco, which is a kind of steak. But they eat this. They don't even make this cut in this country. But they take what we think is the middle of it is a pork chop. But they don't take the belly off of it. So attached to the pork chop, it looks like a rainbow of meat. It's unbelievable. Is it good? It's it's the best ever because all the fat's left on it. Yeah. They cook a pork chop like Back it's a big rainbow. <laughs> he loves the fat. I'm I'm all about the fat. <laughs> Um, they cook pork chop like that, and that's what they have. They eat a lot of a lot of beans, a lot of rice. Yeah. You, even if you go to uh, Honduras and, and Nicaragua again, where it's similar to the Mexican culture, not everything's a tortilla. They they don't do that. They just don't do that. They do a lot of slow cooking, a lot of braising, you know, like stew, like what we would eat with beef stew. Right. They'll do that with goat. They call it chivo. Or they'll do that with oxtail. They call that rabo. Or Sancocho. Sancocho. Hmm. Um, and they do fabulous things with soups. The Mexicans make this, uh, um, what is it, what's it called, the soup with the pozole in it, um, with the with the tripe. 
Um, I can't think of the name of it. They make a, a tripe soup. Hmm. It's just unbelievable stuff. And people in this country wouldn't eat it, but they had what, what they, you know, they only had stuff that they could throw away because couldn't throw away because they were so poor. So in these, you're talking about the best meal with a cigar again. Yeah. Um, you know, a banquet style meal, something that's going to be uh, big and, and stick to your ribs kind of thing. Uh, rice and beans, black beans and rice, man. What a Cuban dish that is. Give me that. And, a, and I actually did this the other night, a whole grilled red snapper. And, and we'll, now let me ask you this. Here's the million dollar question. question. What are you going to smoke after the meal? After Where what? did you smoke them after the meal? Oh, the other night. I actually smoked a brick house. Yeah. How was it? I love that cigar. Yeah. You want to know what I'm smoking right now? I got brick house at my house right now. I got Nick Nick sticks at my house right now, and uh, La Aurora regular line. Those are the three cigars I'm smoking a lot of right now. Hmm. But I made black beans and rice with a with a grilled red snapper. I did, a friend of mine who's doing me a favor wanted dinner the other night, and that and he's a cigar guy, and he asked me for that, and I made him the whole grilled red snapper. Cool. Yeah. Awesome stuff. Hard to get, though. Hard to get Red Snapper around here. Where'd you go? Boston? Actually went to a place in Lowell called Bottom Bang. Bottom Bang. Bottom, bottom Bang. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a Cambodian-owned market, but they have all that weird stuff that I like. Yeah, I'm a nut that way. Now, was the fish on the counter when you went in, or was it actually in a cooler somewhere? No, on the counter, you pick them out. Yeah. Hmm. That's, that's the way they do Again, culturally, in this country, you're not allowed to touch... They're, they're uh, a market made more for their their um, patrons are from Cambodia or China. It's it's predominantly an Asian market. And when you go to the fish section, everything's in ice, right? And they actually have tongs out so you can move stuff. And because cool. you they, they want to pick out what it is they're buying. They don't want you to pick it out for them. And almost nothing is already filleted. Almost everything is sold whole. And then you can tell them what you want them to do with it. Oh, that's nice. So there's a cool place for you to go. If you're a foodie, try this place called Bottom Bang Market in Lowell. I can't give you the street address. Uh, it's off the end of the Lowell Connector. And uh, it's a great little place. I go there all the time. Not that little, but great place. I go there all the time. And you want to know what else they sell that you can't get? Skate. Oh, yeah. Now, my, you know, coming from an Italian family, here living on the Northeast where skate is abundant, people would catch it and throw it away. And today we, we kind of make jokes at um, the Orientals that catch carp in the Merrimack River and eat them. And we say, oh, we wouldn't eat that garbage. Well, yeah. my ancestors, the Italians, we would eat periwinkles that we would pick off the rocks in the beach in Salisbury and skate that we would catch off the rocks in Salisbury. And other people would throw them away and, and not want them. And that this is one of the places that you can actually buy skate and and it's fabulous cool yeah fabulous matter of fact uh years ago cheap restaurants what they used to do is they used to have a hole punch they'd punch out the wings of the skate and sell them the scallops and a lot of i guarantee in your life at some cheap place you've eaten skate wing and thought it was a scallop (laughs) but so you can buy skate wing for less than half the price and it's as good as scallops that's fantastic if not better i love skate prepared piccata, piccata style. Is there a uh, particular type of cigar to your guys' experience that goes good with seafood? Whether it's a milder cigar or maybe medium body or... With seafood, I would go with something more medium bodied. I would say something in a natural or a Cameroon wrapper as opposed to a Maduro, something more full bodied. I'll go real specific. I was If I was going to have like a baked haddock, I'd go with a Chateau Real. How about like a lobster, like a, like a shellfish, for example? <laughs> or an Ashton. Lobster can go either way. 
if you have just steamed lobster, again, I'd go with something more mild. If I if I did like a baked stuffed lobster, a big rich lobster, I would even go to something like this. All right. You can make a baked stuffed lobster so it's it's as rich to you as a ribeye steak. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then you could go with this cuvee ground, for example. Do you disagree? No, I don't. I don't disagree at all. Yeah. How would you do that? How would you bake stuff a lobster? Yeah. Well, we can talk about that off the air, maybe. Yeah. Well, <laughs> basically, rich cracker crumbs, parsley, garlic, a little bit of butter, put in top, you know, put inside the lobster after you've cleaned it out and bake it. Cool. Basically. So it's done before you cook it? Yes. And then you cook it in the oven, bake it. Got it. There you go. I didn't know we were going to get so much into food. I didn't either. I'm glad That's why we did. I've gotten so quiet. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I know about food is how to eat it. <laughs> You're very good at that, despite your size. Yeah. I used to be a lot thinner. Yeah, obviously. So we're coming to uh, the last few moments of our show, The Cigar Authority, and we, uh, we were talking about the IPCPR, which is the big trade show that they have once a year. Our My co-host, Dave, is... is on his way back from that, so he's missed that today. He's missed the show today, but we had Arthur sit in. Arthur, you're a true cigar guy. It's been great. I am. Great to be here. Thank and, you. And uh, let's just talk about him through the – we went to the EP Carrillo. We started off with that. You saying? I thought it was fairly medium-bodied. Yeah. A little light for my palate, but it, uh, it smoked very well. Drew a little bit tight. Not it extreme. Did, it didn't draw as tight as a Cuban a cigar, but uh, it, uh, it drew – a little bit on the tight A little side. tight. Six yeah. to nine dollars, but I would definitely smoke good, that. Good value. Absolutely. Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper. Um, they call it medium to full. Nicaraguan binder, Nicaraguan Dominican filler. After that, we smoke the Alec Bradley Tempest Maduro. I'm a fan of Alec Bradley. Um, you like the Prensado? My, certainly my favorite in his line, but I also thought this cigar was very good. A little more full-bodied. Yeah. Um, Liking it to what? I say, I say if you smoke the Anniversario series... The Padron stuff, try it. The, it's different, but try it. It is. I think the Pensado certainly tries to, uh, to emulate that. The, the 64 imp, uh, Imperial. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But so if you, what what uh, what other cigar would the would would be likened to the Alec Bradley Tempest Maduro? There's a Camacho that I've smoked. Ca- Camacho Triple Maduro. I don't believe it was the Triple. Room Maduro. 101. No. Diploma. The diploma certainly was a great um, I think it's, cigar, I think that tastes darker than that. I do too. And there's, there's another one that I'm I'm thinking of. The name isn't with me right now. That I would compare it to in the Camacho line. Tenth anniversary. No. Um, the Cuvée Grand, which we're finishing with now, is a ten dollar cigar. Very very limited. Um, for those of you who great can get cigar. it, this is what you want to get. This is. Of the three cigars we smoked today, this is the one that we're going to be talking about for a long time, I think. You could smoke this after dinner, after you've had that steak. This will work. Yeah, after you've had a, a, a big meal, this is, you know, I'm wishing that I that this was later in the day and I was enjoying this later in the day because I'm not going to be able to smoke anything after smoking this thing. That's the Cuvée Grand 2010, and again, only 2,000 boxes are made of 10 each. They each come with um, a special release with a limited edition Cuvée Grand ashtray in them. It's a 5x52-inch ring gauge, and it retails for $10 each. And i got, I got to tell you, it's a fabulous cigar. But maybe not as good as that Grand Habano that they have at the show, the 19-foot thing. <laughs> that 2,000 ring gauge? Yeah, 1,940 ring gauge. 1,940 ring gauge. Mmm, <laughs> delicious. 
That's crazy. All right, so uh, next week we'll be back here with Dave. We'll be talking more about IPCPR. The week after that, we're going to be live. Uh, we're going to have the show pre-recorded, but we're going to be from the Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival in Boulder, Colorado. Can't wait, man. That's going to be awesome. What else? Arthur, thank you for coming in, man. Yeah. Great to be here. Yeah, thank dude. you for inviting me. It's been a pleasure. Always good to uh, hang out with Tommy. <laughs> Whether he's at my house wrecking the kitchen or <laughs> yeah, there's always a great result from yeah. uh, his efforts. Yeah. So. Thank you very thank much, Arthur, for letting me wreck the kitchen. All right. <laughs> we ready? This is the music. All right. You are listening to the Cigar Authority on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. I'm Tommy Grello. We're going to be back here next week with Dave Garofalo after the IPCPR. We'll see you then. Would it be crazy if you just stopped everything, packed your bags and left for a week, a month, a year? What if you left for two years? Would people think you'd lost your mind? What if you were going far away to help in a village on the edge of the Gobi Desert? A village crowded with Buddhist temples, not skyscrapers. A place where there isn't a word for recluse, but a thousand words for community. Would it be crazy to go 5,000 miles from home? To spend time with people the rest of the world only reads about? To build libraries and fill them with stories? Prepare a meal with food you helped grow? To teach children and learn a thing or two about yourself? Would that be crazy? Peace Corps. Life is calling. How far will you go? To find out more, call 1-800-424-8580 or visit PeaceCorps.gov. The proceeding was a sponsored program. The views and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WWZN Boston 1510 The Zone or its management. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com is your one-stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. We do everything from TV to radio and weddings to backyard barbecues. Whether you are planning a small, intimate gathering or a huge 4,000-person event, we will tailor a package to fit your needs. Reach me at info at MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com or by phone 603-475-1391. Hi, this is David Garofalo from the Cigar Authority. I would like to invite you to visit one of my Two Guys Smoke Shops. Two Guys is the largest cigar retailer in the world, and I'm very proud of that. It's Stogie Heaven. Two Guys is conveniently located off Exit 1 on Route 93, 95, and Route 3 in Salem, Nashua, and Seabrook, New Hampshire. You see, there's no cigar tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have put three glorious cigar shops right over the border for your convenience. Take the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free New Hampshire, or find us on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. We ship cigars anywhere, and single cigars too. Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's stogie heaven. Get in on the ground floor of our new show, The Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority reaches a strong audience of educated consumers with disposable incomes. We will tailor a commercial to fit your needs, from post-production to the finished product. Email us at ads at thecigarauthority.com. That's ads at thecigarauthority.com. Get in on our team 
and team up with the Cigar Authority. White Birch Brewing is the home of finely crafted small batch beers. My friend, owner and operator Bill Herlicka's goal is to brew great beer for the beer enthusiast. Let me tell you from experience, folks, this guy is all about quality. White Birch Brewing is a two-barrel brewery located in Hookset, New Hampshire that takes an artisan approach to brewing. Bill releases unique interpretations of Belgian styles, barley wines, imperial stouts, and wild ales. Each batch is bottle conditioned and aged at the brewery. It's a slow process, but one they wouldn't trade for anything. Ask your local retailer for White Birch beers or go to whitebirchbrewing.com. Our friends at White Birch Brewing are as passionate about beer as the Cigar Authority is about food? No, cigars. Cigars, yeah, that makes sense. Grella Financial is a multi-generational, wholly independent financial planning firm. Family-owned and operated, all of their clients are treated like extensions of their family. They'll take the time to find out what is truly important to you for making great financial decisions. Unlike working with larger firms and talking to voicemail, you are assured to talk with Tom Sr., Tom Jr., Joanne, or Bridget Grella every time. Going through a divorce, selling a business, inheriting money, or about to retire? Consider calling the Grella family at 800-752-7235 or visit them on the web at grellafinancial.com. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Hey, Sammy B here. Sammy B's Custom Carpentry. Foundation to finish and everything in between. Find a job I can't do. I dare you. At Sammy B's Custom Carpentry, I build everything myself. So you know it's American made and built to last.